Welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we're going through our 2020 challenge list. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by my amazing and wonderful co-host, Megan Griffin. Megan, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing today? Ah, uh, okay. This is weird to do normal with the quarantine. Like, it is what it is. It's just yeah. weird. <laughs> it seem to be in the most hated state. It's an interesting vibe. I do occasionally feel like the rest of the United States is threatening to blow us up, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, with my state, like, they are going to be stopping any New York plates. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah, that. In yeah, in Rhode Island, to be like, where are you going? Are You you have to self-quarantine for 14 days, anyone coming from New York. And I was just like, okay. Time to read Is that allowed? Okay. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. So things so, are not much better in the world. No. I feel that this is going to be a topic for a while at the opening of every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what what are you going to do? All right. And today, we are not alone. We have a wonderful guest who has come back to join us again. So excited. (laughs) We have Ollie Brady of Media Evil and Best Acquaintances podcast joining us again for Reaper Man. How are you, Ollie? Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Oh, God. I definitely didn't kill my husband. Um, I feed him to the lions, but maybe I did. Oh, it's me, Carol Baskin. I sound exactly like her, don't I? She's Irish and manly. Hey, guys, how are you? I think you broke me. What did you do to Megan? Listen, she needs to look after those animals. Oh, my God. So when I started watching Tiger King, I texted my mom and was like, that's going to be my hair. If we're going to longer, that's Tiger King's hair is going to become Joe Exotic hair. And then this morning, um, so my sister keeps talking about cutting her bangs because apparently that's what a lot of people want to do. Now, I have cut my own bangs before. I was a teenager. I will never do it again. Mackenzie um, <laughs> has also done it. Caitlin has not. So part of me is like, hey, you're the only one who hasn't done this. Do it. Also, don't do this. Right. <laughs> so I sent her a video from Brad Mundo. I don't know if either of you guys know who he is. He sounds um, awesome, though. He is a hairdresser in New York who has a YouTube video where he goes through a lot of like how to's and then he watches a lot of videos of like color fails or things like that and talks about why they fail. And Mm. he is one of the most positive people. Like literally this woman took her bangs from like here, like the middle of her head and like pulled her hair forward and then cut. And he still was able to find like nice things to say. And so I sent that video to my sister to be like, hey, if you're going to cut your bangs, Brad at least talks about some of the things that you should do and not do. Helpful tips. Yep. And then I watched his video where he taught, he's got a twin brother. Uh, He taught his twin brother how to do a perm. And I was like, I kind of want to perm my hair. Oh, my God. (laughs) (coughs) Um, My oldest brother, Eugene, who might actually listen to this. Uh, Eugene, do you remember when you had a perm in 1992? (laughs) Because I remember, and all of those photographs we have also remember. Oh, I was bad. Hi, Eugene. I respect you. Yes. I want a perm too. Don't worry. It was bad. Megan, you oh just God. mentioned uh, Joe Exotic's haircut. Um, you you are from Georgia originally. Uh, originally no, but I did live in Georgia for a long time. Yes. Isn't that just like the native haircut? 
not in the Atlanta area. Thank you very much. No, yeah. I am from Arkansas. <laughs> if you really want to make oh. fun of something, I am from Arkansas, which is right next to Oklahoma. So it was the but. hair of your people calling. Uh, my dad did have a mullet for a long Ooh. time. Yes, he didn't have the shaved sides and he didn't have the bleached, but he, he did would have, a have. Mullet. He would have. Um. No, my dad's never really wanted to color his hair. Mm. But he definitely had the mullet. I used to have a ponytail. That was good times. I don't know how to feel about that. Well, feel like it was 1996 and I thought I was Steven Seagal. That's... that's Yes! (laughs) Wasn't even a good mullet. Or sorry, wasn't even a good ponytail. (laughs) It was a rat tail looking thing. (gasps) I was not going to ask, but I'm not Still need pictures of this. (laughs) No, unlike you, James... I made the sensible choice to avoid all oh my photographic God. Ev- Well, maybe one or two. And burned everything else. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, I had a hairstylist convince me to do a pixie cut. And for anybody who's not seen me or met me in person, I have really, really thick, wavy hair, which is another reason why a perm is a very, very bad idea. Um, I told my mom once that I wanted to do a perm, and she laughed. Oh, <laughs> no. not really that long but she did laugh quite a bit it was like don't you dare um so yeah i had a pixie cut and most of those pictures are gone because it was like bush on top of my head oh, it was no. it was a lot i got called a boy by a couple kids uh, it was a very traumatic my time of life <laughs> to be called boy to be called the boy by my yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> Not by friends, by little little kids. Stephanie, have you ever had any hair disasters? Uh, well, I very curly hair, hair, let it grow. But then when I was in middle school, I wanted it short, like shoulder length. So I got it cut, but I didn't like do layers. So it just like was like basically a straight across cross oh, no. kind of cut. So it kind of looks like a mushroom. Oh no! In some picture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mom, why didn't you stop me? She's like, I don't know. You wanted to do it. It wasn't like I was asking to dye my hair purple or something. She's like, yeah, fine. Do you ever straighten your hair? Or is it just an ordeal to do it? It is an ordeal. So I won't do it myself. Sometimes when I get my hair done, mostly when I was getting it colored, I would let my styler have her straighten it. Because you have to blow dry it and flat iron it. And like, if I got my hair cut, washed, and straightened, it would probably take about an hour and a half to two hours to do um if i tried it on my own i did try it on my own once years ago and it took me like three to four hours with a break in between and i was like never again yeah there's yeah. a this little girl in my tutor class um her name's chloe she's lovely she has the curliest hair like i mean if you just picture irish curly hair in your head the red stuff and tight uh, ringlets yes. that's her natural hairstyle and yes. i was joking around with her once it was like oh I mean, what would happen if you did straighten your hair? And she says, well, I'll show you. And the next day she came in and her hair was perfectly straightened. And I mean, oh my God, this looked like regimented army stuff. And, and I said, so like, this is, looks great. Like, and she goes, yeah, we have mats at 325. And I was like, yeah, and she was like, Grant, I'll see you at 325. So she left. She came back in for mats 325. And it was back to ringlets. What? Oh my god. So just, her hair just her didn't... hair just will not stay straight. She said she got up that morning oh just to gosh. show people because people always say to her, mm-hmm. Why don't you straighten your hair? Would you ever straighten your yeah. hair? She goes, It just you straighten it, if there's any moisture hits it at all, the curls yeah. just done and back into yep. the rings. Mine does that yeah. too. 
Yep. Definitely always starts at the roots. Because, like, obviously you wash your face, you're going to get part. So I, when I get it straight, and I will flat iron it and stuff myself. But it, like, you can always, like, feel the roots on the inside <laughs> going oh, curly. No. <laughs> I have um, one of those round brushes. Or it's, like, a it's a hair dryer, but it's a round brush that rotates. Mm-hmm. You hit a button and it rotates. And I have, I actually should just get rid of my straightener because I never use it anymore now that I have that. Because it doesn't, yeah. it does the curl under and everything. I have a really bad haircut right now, so I don't do anything to it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The best part of quarantine is the fact that I went in for a lob and she butchered my hair in January. Mm-hmm. And um, so now I get to grow it out <laughs> without <laughs> really having to witness it, except yeah. for in video chat. Um, Finding the bright side of quarantine. <laughs> Can, can and on I top come of that, across I'm, like really silly and ask what a lob is? So it's <laughs> it's like um, so it's where it's longer in the front and kind of goes a little bit shorter in the back. Oh, a reverse um, mullet. No, like um, think you've seen I Zombie, her hair. That's a lot. Oh yeah. Oh wow. That's, yeah. That's a really nice haircut. Mm-hmm. And it would actually like I've had one once and it looks really good with my face and my hair. Um, this woman just had no idea what a lob was. So I have mm. some hair that is um, incredibly short and it is all bad, but I'm just taking this time to let it grow out. I'm choosing mm-hmm. not to color it, although I really just want to like go blue or something right now because, you know, you can. it work. Yeah. Um, but my grays, oh my God, all the gray and silver right in here. And it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm dealing with it. I'm not looking at the box color that I have. Going, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> yeah. um, so. I Zombie Girl is also in A Christmas Prince. And I, she is, yes. I had watched four seasons <gasps> yes. of I Zombie before I realized it was the same person. That's her, yes. <laughs> yes, that is her. That is her. Mm-hmm. We'll get you to watch That's I Zombie. So. I need to. It's... It's on the list, and you think now I would, but it's it's all ninety day fiance, and now it'll be happily ever after because we're at the first season of that one. We're going yes. chronologically here, and then I'm very excited. One. I we gotta add that to the list, yes. Which ugh. we're gonna have to find. And it. then it Shit's is that Creek. time. Like, don't watch anything that you're gonna want to watch. You know, post quarantine. Oh no, I will. It'll be fine because, like, I mean, I'm not gonna go back and rewatch ninety day fiance. I don't think exactly. ever. <laughs> like. Megan, no. you're so optimistic, no. this idea of a post-quarantine. <sighs> Ollie, if you don't want me to commit suicide, you will <laughs> no, let me continue to have that optimism. Thank you very much. We will get through this. We will get through this. It'll be a changed world. It will be. It'll be fine. It's just, uh, you mentioned that New York is the most hated state in America. Is it because you guys have the highest so, numbers? or? So, okay. Um... I, not to go through all of the political shit, but we did not. We and South the the U.S. and South Korea learned about COVID at the same time, and South Korea got help from who and got masks and tests and everything. And America, on the other hand, went no fuck that. We'll make our own test, and they didn't make an appropriate test. So we had a shortage of testing for. I, I mean, we still do. I think like mm-hmm. they're still trying to figure out another way to test this. Um, so New York tests the most mm-hmm. um, compared to any other state. 
we also we are not the highest population um california is the highest population california is also the only state that when all this started went hey you're shut down shelter down like they sheltered down within like a week of us getting i mean it was like the first week of march i think california sheltered down um we didn't shelter down for another two weeks after that so we're considered the epicenter and like where most of the cases are coming from and that as if it's spreading out because people are not realizing that one this thing's been in our in our country probably since Mm -hmm. january Mm -hmm. yeah um two uh the fact of the matter that new york looks the worst is because when we do have the highest population like living on top of each other and because we're testing so much more mm-hmm. like we're testing like 20 times more than any other state right so obviously you're going to have more positive cases because you're just testing exactly. more. that's why our governor said yesterday that we're going to have more testing so she's like the numbers of positive results are gonna go up because right. we're gonna be testing more just know that like yes just makes sense but also it goes in a wave and that's what i think a lot of people so Outside of the fact that I do have mental breakdowns stole off this, I had one this morning, I'll admit, and call my best friend basically in tears because isolation truly sucks. Um, but we're kind of, we're not at the apex in New York, but we're close. We're, they're predicting the apex within, what is today? Uh, within the next week, we're going to hit our highest, which doesn't mean that it stops. It just means that it's hopefully right. starts, yeah. to it starts to slow down. Yeah, slow down and go down, yeah. But, like, there are still parts of the country where it's, like, another month, month and a half. Yeah, ours is pushed out. Yeah. Yeah. Our peak is projected out. um, (laughs) So, yeah. There's a lot of things, like, like Stephanie said, Rhode Island wanted to keep anybody from New York coming in. Florida also threw a fit. (laughs) That's the one that pissed me off the most because Florida was, like, (laughs) uh, to be fair, Florida is quarantining anybody that comes into their state that flies into their state for two weeks. And I think that that is a smart idea, but they didn't, they wanted to put a ban on anybody from New York coming into Florida. Um, and there were a lot of discussion about quarantine the entire state, which I have a lot of mixed feelings about because the people that are leaving are people who can afford to and are rich and are also a lot of people that are kind of ignoring the fact that this is all going on. So kind of fuck them. Um, I'm kind of glad you're getting told no, but also like, we're not the problem. And I think that creating a divide between states is going to be dangerous in the future. Yeah. Um, but also super fuck Florida because you guys were like, hey, we're going to keep our beaches open and have spring break. And yeah. now you want to pretend like it's New York's fault yep. that you guys have cases. Some, you guys yeah. had cases before New York had cases. Well, you, Florida had confirmed cases before New York had confirmed cases. So like, fuck Florida. Yeah. And so. kids, kids travel for mm-hmm. spring break, don't they? Like they mm-hmm. go specifically mm-hmm. there. And, and they did. Crazy yeah. stuff. And I remember seeing the photographs and just thinking what are you at we when yeah. we locked down over here in ireland um it was all we we went on semi-lockdown um not not quite shelter in place but you know restrictions and then there was this video released of temple bar which is the main party central of dublin and it was wedged there, you mean there was no standing room in the pubs there were people on the streets banging against each other and the government just went you understand that we put it like effectively stay in your homes now this like 
well, you can't really tell us what to do. And like, okay, pubs are shut. That's it. <laughs> like, just straight away. And it was like, so they put the shelter in place notice on the Friday. You were allowed to still go out and restaurants and stuff were still open. People went out and obviously were just idiotic about it. And then the next Monday it was like, dude, everything's shut. That's it. There's only mm-hmm. essential things. And we, we've got, like, we've really flattened the curve. The numbers are still going up, but the debt level or rate in Ireland is very, very low because, like, old mm-hmm. people are kept in their homes and sick people yeah. are kept in isolation and stuff. And it's, in one thing, it, it's great to see that, but we still have idiots talking about, oh, oh yeah. let's have parties. We like, still have people in New York that are, like, like uh, I have a friend in Long Island who was talking about how, like, people are... Um, making fun of people who are walking around in masks and it's like do you not understand are you like not paying attention what like god bless um the governor came on i i'm i'm finally to the point where i don't have to watch him every day like there was a Mm -hmm. while where if i didn't watch it i got really panicky um but there's a website i really like now that keeps me updated with numbers Mm -hmm. and honestly it's like a new norm i don't know it's a weird what goes on in my head when it comes to this but anyways i was watching him talk the other day and like to prep for the apex that's coming they opened up a field hospital in every borough and a couple in long island and a couple upstate and then they have the navy ship that came in uh, that could house a thousand people only 20 people are on that boat because we got rid of elective surgeries two or three weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, people are most, so many more people are staying home that like crime is going down. Thus people aren't getting hurt as much. And like, they don't have most of the ho- most of the people in the hospital now are COVID patients. So like they, the, the entire conversation was about how they're changing the Javits center from a field hospital for people who don't have COVID into a field hospital for people with COVID because mm. they just like they we don't have people that aren't sick yeah. with it. So it's, yeah. it's just a weird like thing to watch. Like I don't want to be part of this his- historical thing. Like I would much rather be happier having pollen attacks as I walk to work. <laughs> Um, mm, mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. be going home and visiting family in a couple weeks yeah or uh, visiting or, you last weekend <laughs> yeah or <laughs> hung out with stephanie recently yep. and it's it's a lot um yeah or yeah. you know trying to convince myself to go to ireland to run the marathon or something do i do it know. come to ireland and run the marathon it's in october I'm not running we'll the marathon crush this, week, that, like. this year oh if you God. run it i would run it and i know you would that's the thing I will come so. cheer you guys on. I will not run it. No way, <laughs> I will have now, water. Now I can. Now I have the out of saying Megan's not coming, so I don't have to. Um, Megan, you your your governor is Cuomo. Is, is yes. And yes. his brother has it. His brother does have it, mm. um, and is doing okay, from what I understand. Um, I haven't watched. I do like watching them bicker as brothers, but I haven't I, watched any. That's of the what interviews. I was bringing up. I I didn't know anything about them, and this morning I saw a little video of the two of them, like interviewing each other, basically. And which one? Uh, so which is the one? Uh, it was the one where he used a picture of the disc jockey, and it's just like a really unflattering picture. He was like, "Oh, I, oh, didn't I haven't pick seen it. that one." Somebody in the back room picked it, and then it cut to the disc jockey. Uh, uh, what's his name? James, is it? And he goes, 
oh no he definitely picked that picture he has it on his phone and I was like this is exactly how brothers in real life yeah. would, would act with each other yeah there's one interview the first one I saw where I realized they were brothers because I just never put it together um, Chris who's the one that works for CNN was like call mom and Andrew who is my governor was like I just talked to mom what are you talking about call mom I just talked and I'm just like <laughs> mom's doing fine and everything <laughs> and then the other one that I saw that I liked was um, everybody really likes how my governor's handling it and, and a lot of people really wish he was running for president and so Chris was like are you running for president he goes no and he's just like are you not going to say anything else no <laughs> and it was just just a great moment yeah, and uh, and then he he was like accusing his brother of like hiding out in the basement while he had to go to work, and then the next day he found out he had COVID, and I was like, oh, that was uh, that didn't age well, but oh no, yeah. yeah. But at least you have somebody who seems like they're looking out for the best interests of the people. Whereas when you look at certain other countries like Italy and the UK, mm. and and oh, even no. just go not too far up the road to Washington there and mm -hmm. there are certain leaders who just come across like absolute idiots yeah yeah it is going to be interesting to see how this changes our government how it changes mm -hmm. the world or if it doesn't change anything and I think it'll be very sad if it doesn't change anything yeah um, I do love the video of all the Italian governors or whatever they are yelling at people like they're outside being like, get inside. Do you think you're Will Smith and I am legend? No, go inside. <laughs> it's like, that is one of my favorite things. Yeah, uh. in, in the first couple of weeks when Italy were doing that, there were all these lovely videos of um, Italian people singing on the balcony. Mm -hmm. and, like, and I was like, this is so moving. And then, for, well, he's still a footballer, but there's a, a footballer called Chess Fabregas who's living in Florida now. He's in Miami. And he went out onto his balcony and he shouts out and he's got a lovely accent. He's like, good morning, my neighbors. And the first response is somebody going, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, of there's course. one in New York of someone singing and someone going, fuck you. And I was just like, don't change New York. Just don't. I saw one. I don't know if it was New York, but basically um, it was like, I met the person downstairs and like poured her some wine from like, like they both like, she stuck out her wine glass downstairs and she like, poured the wine and she got it in the glass for her so they were having a drink together that's awesome Aww. i feel like they i think it said like just met the person like they didn't know each other <laughs> before this see i think that's sweet my delivery people have finally gotten to because they were knock on the door and like wait for me to open and now they knock and leave it on my door handle and i'm just like really hey. yeah. yeah that's really yeah, they're all doing like the contactless stuff yes yeah because our like our restaurants are shut down for eat in, but we can still do takeout. Yeah. Um, and the places that are doing delivery are like contact free. Like Grubhub keeps telling me these places are doing. I'm like, I know that. Thank you. <laughs> and they'll like text or call when they get here, and like they wait outside, like in their car, and then it's oh, like yes, on my yeah. stoop. No, occasionally they try to do that, and I'm like, I'm not leaving my apartment. I'm sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> it's a good job that uh, the book I picked is about death. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It was also, to be a book that was funny. Yes. It was, yes. Well, that was the challenge. I loved funny. it. I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Full, Not at the death stuff. But <laughs> full disclosure. This is I. 
as much as I like comedy stuff, I never laugh out loud. Really, I mean, when I used to do podcasts, both of the podcast hosts had to remind me to respond <laughs> instead of doing this silent laugh where I cover my mouth and be like, "Yeah." It's like, no, Ollie, you actually have to make you gotta laugh. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm being recorded. Um, but every time I've read a Terry Pratchett book, I I'm literally just laughing away to myself. And now I'm in isolation. It's like it's a crazy person laughs. Like <laughs> these mayflies are crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm appreciating it more with your appreciation of it. Yes, I definitely laughed and like ended up telling um, my boyfriend a good amount of the book because I was like, this just it keeps making me laugh. So I feel like I need to explain why I'm laughing <laughs> and then make out, you laugh. It's that it comes out so strong. I mean, within the first two pages, you have the auditors, one of them dying because they're complaining about dad having a personality and he keeps saying I. It's like, did you say I? No, I meant we. I didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is an interesting kind of humor. Um, I could definitely feel the parts of Good Omens that he wrote. Um, it's not necessarily my humor, but I enjoyed it. We said the title, right? Reaper Man by not, Terry Pratchett. No. I feel not. like I might have. So it was Reaper Man by Terry Pratchett. <laughs> we did mention the challenge, though, which was a book that will make you laugh. <laughs> um, Ollie, you picked this one. Had you read this before? I read this in 1991 when I was okay. 10 years old. Okay. I am 100% certain that a good chunk of my teens, which are obviously the years which came after that, were ruined because I picked up my sense of humor from Terry Pratchett novels and normal everyday humans don't have that level of irony and sarcasm built into them. So I'm wandering around and like there's a comedian called Lee Evans and he's, he's in, there's something about Mary. He's the guy who's pretending like he can't walk and stuff. And he is super popular over here in Ireland and mm. the UK. Like, I mean, like megastar would sell out 80,000 seater stadiums to see him mm. fall over. And I never <laughs> once laughed at him because it's Prattfall comedy. And I'm, I've been reading Terry Pratchett novels, which are all mm. wordplay. And it's not, uh, that's not me saying, Oh, I'm better than that. It's like, I just didn't <laughs> get that yes. humor because I was so used to well set up long form jokes that pay off like 50 pages later with like a little one-liner you're like oh you have to remember and like dude fall over not make me laugh kind of thing <laughs> but, um, yeah i just i absolutely love it i loved it as a kid and i hadn't read it since 1991 which is why i was like i want to laugh this year when i'm reading more books so I, i'll try with the og so to speak and yeah i i laugh my ass off nice. i'm glad it still still makes you laugh yeah I'm 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 sensing Megan didn't really like this book. No. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um because of everything going on, like I'm just numb completely. It's just <laughs> it, that's all that it is. And I feel bad cuz there's a lot of parts I did really enjoy it and I really enjoy Terry Pratchett um and I loved Good Omens. So and I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan, so like I know that it's Pratchett that I like, but there's just, I mean, it's the same thing when I say, like, I'm not watching a lot of TV of things that I am going to want to watch after quarantine. It's just it's just that vibe. I appreciated it, and I did really enjoy it, but it wasn't, um, uh, 
if I was in a better mind headset, I know I would have laughed more. So, does gotcha. that help? No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't have at all. I'm sorry. I'm so it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. And um, <laughs> Stephanie, have you ever read any Terry Pratchett or anything? Uh, no, I have before? not. And now I want to read more because I did really enjoy this a lot. <laughs> it's for those for anyone who's never read it. So it's set. It, they're called the Discord novels, and it's a complete brand new universe on the back of a giant turtle mm -hmm. um, called Atune which it took me 15 years to realize is a tune as in get it, get one with something. So it's like the one turtle and it, in a lot of the books it's referred to as the one turtle. And I was like, a tune. Oh, 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 um, so it's on the back of turtle and four elephants and it's a flat world. Hence this world. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who are flat earthers probably believe this is how the world actually is. In real life. Mm -hmm. And, it's just absurdist comedy set in a universe that makes sense. And in this particular book, death, the actual death robe skeleton man is out of the job because instead yep. of just being a force of nature, he starts becoming a person in the earlier books. Not all of these books are completely standalone. You can just pick one up and huh. read them. Okay. But in the earlier version that has death in it, he adopts a daughter the daughter has a boyfriend. He isn't happy about all of this. And then he realizes, wait, I'm, I'm not happy about this. Let me, like, I'm having a feeling here. <laughs> this is something completely new to me. And so that explains that, why he was talking about having a daughter. And I was like, like, what? Yeah, I missed something there. Yes, it's yes. in one of the earlier books. But as I said, it, it went, stuff like that would always just get a passing mention. And it's yeah. like, here's a little Easter egg for people who've read the other books. Gotcha. every story i don't think i don't think any of his stories actually have a multi-book arc if that makes sense so there are okay so mm. within the discworld series there's like a book about the watch or the night watch and there's a book about the witches and there's a series like so you could read all the books which focus on the witches and that could be seen as one big series but if you read book one of the witches weird sisters you could then move on and you know, read book five and you wouldn't really have lost anything for not reading the ones in between. Hmm. Okay. So I was going to say, I did have a moment where I was like, did I get the right book? Because I think it said like book 11 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. uh-oh. The but then I was like, right. no, this is right. <laughs> this was a crazy time for Terry Pratchett because between 1989 and 1991, he wrote five books in five different series all within the disc world. And all of them are absolute bangers. Wow. Just, you would like if you like. So if you like Reaper Man, um, Stephanie, mm -hmm. which you do, yes. and Megan, which you're wrong. Um, <laughs> if you if you like I Reaper didn't Man, say I didn't like it. Oh my god! It's gonna hold it, hold this against you forever. If you pick any of those books, you will find it just as enjoyable. There, okay. Like this is the one where he gets a little bit more. Uh, experimental with the storytelling and the structure and stuff but even then it's like a lot of people would tell you this is like the 25th good book like if they were listing them from one to you know oh, the, wow. the, the most beloved one is guards guards mm -hmm. for example and then maybe like, i'm sure somebody just listened mm -hmm. guards guards what are you talking about well everybody who's a, a <laughs> fan will have their own top tier is that, list of would that be your top 
Pratchett book or do you have a different like top I, top top one I think soul music is mine which mm. is uh, my favorite character in all of the Pratchett books is death and the death of rats in particular and soul yes. soul music <laughs> is about death going and forming like a, a jug band basically and right. playing music okay. and just like in this book where nobody recognizes him except for um renata flitworth nobody recognized who he is and everyone's just like oh he's very slim that guy <laughs> yeah he's, he's keeping himself very fit um yeah. and it's just I him playing music and stuff i did appreciate the telling the little girl well, you know, don't talk about how thin he is just because he's he just looks a little sickly thin. it's fine yeah it's fine yeah kids are uh, very honest they kids are. are very honest she's adorable too mm-hmm. <laughs> i love the conversation they had too it was very much like how a real kid is like talking about him and how he's a skeleton like i got new shoes or socks or whatever it was and yes. talking about that for a little bit <laughs> and yeah she it's... doesn't care that he's deaf that's what i love about it it's just that death is there he's a character yes he's death but nobody seems to notice and because he's good at his job and helps people on the farm they're all like oh yeah okay he's a little bit strange but he's mm-hmm. a nice guy so let's let's hang yeah. out with him yeah. Well, after he started losing at pool because he didn't know how to play pool or darts anything but correctly and just getting yes. them all in and then getting the ball. So getting things wrong lets people like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he discovered. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. you know that's true. Nobody wants to have the uh, everybody or somebody who's just brilliant at everything. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, Those people are anybody, assholes. Anybody who's an author out there, please think about that the next time you're making a, a main character in your fantasy novel. <laughs> so do you think George R.R. R. Martin will uh, finish his book during this quarantine? No, I think he's going to die good question. and Brent Weeks is going to finish it for him. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. You've heard it. At some point I'm going to guys. <laughs> as a Wheel of Time fan and uh, Robert Jordan passed on and then they found somebody of comparative style but nowhere near as much skill. When George R.R. R. Martin passes on, Brent Weeks is going to finish the Game of Thrones for him. Interesting. And I hate Brent Weeks. Take that, fantasy nerds. <laughs> Is uh, Discworld considered a fantasy series? Yes. Okay. Megan. <laughs> I mean, it was not meant to be a hard question. It's more of just like... No, it's not a hard question. I'm, going, I'm starting to question, did Megan read the book? <laughs> I guess I read the book. I don't know. I guess in my mind, fantasy is dragons, and I don't... Fuck you, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I classify it as more of like a supernatural book. Hmm. No, yeah, I can can see that. That's just me trying to to suck up to Megan, so she lets me back on the podcast (laughs) again. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a fantasy series. But it, a lot of a lot of fantasy fans, and I have to, I'm one of them. I'm one of you. Uh, a lot of people would look down at it because it, these are comedy books. They're they're written for people to laugh at them, and a lot of fantasy people and let's just be honest, fantasy dudes want to read about somebody getting eviscerated, and that doesn't really happen in in these books. Like people die, mm-hmm. but it's not generally it's it's played for laughs and it's played like a lot of times when somebody dies in these books 
that's when death will show up and he'd, be, he'd make a little cameo in the next book and it's the person is almost always completely confused as to how why am i talking to a giant skeleton and, mm. and stuff like that like and it's good it's fun but yeah a lot what of people I... would look look down the nose on this but i think it's he's i think he's a top level author i guess one of I my just... favorites oh go ahead oh sorry i i just was gonna say i guess i feel like fantasy had more of like a renaissance of you know not being the medieval traditional idea in the 2000s in my mind and so anything before that i just have a hard time being like where does this get placed oh no you're right yeah gotcha. um yeah you're right about that renaissance of fantasy stuff uh they they call it counter fantasy the, the idea of somebody being a farmhand who goes on to become a king and defeat the evil wizard getting got thrown out the window and uh, I mean, I mentioned Wheel of Time. If you read the first 100 pages of Wheel of Time, those seven characters are with you until the end, hmm. with a gotcha. couple of exceptions. Whereas if you read uh, Game of Thrones mm. or anything like yeah. that, I mean, Book those first... Book completely different cast. Yay! Yeah, and, you know, a lot of main characters get killed and have horrible things happen to them, which is... Wow. Thanks for showing us that, George. <laughs> what were you gonna say stephanie i'm sorry to cut you off hmm no it's about when um like what you're saying that when death shows up people are confused i really liked that when he's talking about um i think it's miss flitwick is asking him have people ever beat you or or anything like that he's like no but sometimes they challenge me for uh for a game one guy got three streets and all the utilities it was called exclusion property i was the boot i that was one of the parts where i died because i was just like so they challenged you to a game of monopoly not a game of wit it was a game of monopoly that's <laughs> <Yeah>. all <laughs> i love I that, sort of that so much yeah mm-hmm. um so should we talk about the plot of, of what happens yeah sure. so basically death has started developing a personality mm-hmm. so the auditors of reality who are these faceless beings who control the non oblivion the, the, basically they control everything for Azrael who's the world or the universe and mm-hmm. they don't like this so they decide that he's sacked and they're, they're going to replace him and um, they basically show up and say here's your notice go find something else to do and they gave him he obviously has the little um, I, I keep wanting to say egg timers <laughs> um, hourglass, so like hourglass, which count the seconds of a person's life, and he finds one with his name on it, and it's like you have this amount of time when it runs out, somebody will be there to replace you, which obviously is uh somebody's going to be there to kill you. So he decides to go off and live the uh, just a humble life for as long as it takes, and uh, yeah. and then shit gets fucked up. Things happen. <laughs> so I okay, I had a hard time starting the book, but not. The book's fault, my fault, because <laughs> I, uh, I've gotten very caught up in 90 Day Fiance and was trying to read later at night after an episode. And I just kept falling asleep, falling asleep. And then I like woke up at one point. I was like, who the fuck is Albert? And I had to like go back. And I was like, death has a servant. Hold on. I got to go back some more. <laughs> yeah. I missed some things at the beginning. But then like once I got into it, it was fine. Um, but I like the idea that time doesn't play a role in death's realm because Albert has basically been working there for thousands of years. He knows he only has a couple months left. So he basically is like, Oh, I think I need to work for the new death or else 
I'm gonna die. Yeah. Um. I, I like Albert. I think he's just such a. He's obviously meant to be Alfred from Batman. Oh yeah. Um, yes. That general idea, and it's just the idea that Alfred would just be a cantankerous old git, who's like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever, and it's like death, the overarching concept of death is your boss and you're just mm-hmm. like yeah but he doesn't pick up after himself and you know he never <laughs> cleans and he never dusts and it's just annoying and i i like that i like that whole that whole idea no i also really like this i like the story of the mayflies and how they see time um because their lifespan is 24 hours but then i really liked the trees the counting pines yes. and how this old wise one was telling them a story and all of a sudden one day he was just gone but because of how time works for them they can't sense anything that's like a day so they don't ever hear axes and i was just like oh <laughs> like i knew that's where he went but like seeing it written out like that was like oh sad for that. you and i love the way that he's able to to put the two of those stories together i mean as i said within six pages you have two older mayflies who are what 13 years old saying to younger <laughs> mayflies Oh, you don't get cows like that anymore. There was a cow in that field. Oh, there was a cow in that field. It was brown, <laughs> I remember. And all the younger ones are like, yeah, whatever. Okay, boomer kind of thing. Like, um, Yep. I, I love it. And then, as you said, the trees talking to the other trees and the saplings are like, oh, it's just gone. Like, where, where it's is just this? Gone. I also, so I had to read it twice, but the, uh, where they're talking about the trees gone on to better places and it was like actually three different places and here's <laughs> and then and I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me that it's a tree yes <laughs> yes <laughs> um, that's what should happen to all ends but anyway um, yeah uh, god I'm not a big fan of the ends um, so <laughs> because death is no longer performing his duties when people die they just start coming back yeah and mm-hmm. unlike your average zombie novel these these people are just confused <laughs> most of them wanted to be dead they're like oh, it was my time I'm, I'm i'm up and we follow a guy called Wendell poons who was a magician who's now tried to die a bunch of times and all of the other people he works with the librarian the senior wrangler all of these people are like these are all positions within the university of magic which is another focus of one of the story arcs okay um, and they're all like well, what are we going to do this we can't be having this and they're constantly trying to kill him and he's like yeah i'm okay with this experiment I'm right like <laughs> and, i uh, love that so much <laughs> and then he goes um he goes to a crossroads to get buried because that's where you know the death is going to meet you and <laughs> listen to all of the um uh, listen to all of these old theories or whatever mm-hmm. and because the garlic didn't work, the sunlight the didn't garlic, work. Yes. Tries to drown himself and just sat at the bottom of the watch, just like bored. What that didn't work. <laughs> um, also, I think he almost got mugged at that point, maybe. Yeah. And like yeah. they stabbed him. And he was like, oh, they could have killed me. And it didn't. <laughs> I also appreciate that it was like, um, not only was he frustrated, but like the dude who inherited his room was like, no, oh, yeah. do you know how long I waited for this <laughs> yeah. room? Like, yeah. like it, instead of having, yeah, I guess fear of like, why aren't people dying? They're just so focused on like, it's just one guy. Right. It's right. the same as uh, just for anybody who works in academia, like I do. Um, 
the idea that somebody leaves and you get the room is a real concern. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had people eyeing up my because I'm I'm a physics teacher and I don't work in a lab because I prefer not to. And two other science teachers have retired since I've been in the school that I'm in at the minute and I haven't moved on to their room because I love my room. Mm. And I know at least three or four other teachers who just eyeing my room going why isn't he moving like surely he'd go to the lab and i'm like going nah i like the one can they jump over the you heating. take the take they can the go take room? the lab but they can't have my room it's, that's what i'm saying um yeah and then in order to solve the problem uh every race of or group of animals or whatever starts getting their own version of death I do really like the concept of death that, that is presented in this book um, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, it it's kind of how I feel about like religion and how I've always like hoped religion is where it's like, well, if someone believes it, why not? Yeah. Hmm. So I did appreciate that where it was like yeah. death didn't really exist until someday woke, someone woke up and was like, shit, I gotta not be here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> So they had to, the auditors of reality had to find a way to deal with it and did yeah. that with death, the most efficient mm-hmm. way. Um, and then when he's not there, so there's a death of sheep, there's a death of never. And then leading to my favorite character, I think, in any fantasy novels is Death of Rats. Who <laughs> so cute. Is a one foot tall, just picture death in your head and then picture him one foot tall and all he says is squeak. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's I am Groot before I realized what yes. I am Groot was. Oh, that's really exactly is. what it is. <laughs> like, oh, maybe that's why I like the death of rats <laughs> so much. He's, he's just such a, like, how, how Pratchett managed to get that much character from just describing his movements. And there's, there's one point where he mm-hmm. describes, um, he says the, the rat cocked its head to the side lifted its nose and looked him square in the eye and just went squeak and it's the first time there's a question mark at the end of the squeak and i was like i know exactly what he's just said there he's just like are you are you joking with me just from the description of how he's twisted his head and and cocked his shoulders you're like yep i understand i get it i've picked up from the context clues and it's just wonderful writing uh such a, a fun character and um yeah I'm delighted to say for anybody who who listens uh, that um, he keeps he keeps going. That that of rat shows up in any other book that's got death in it. Yay! I'm very excited for that to, to see more of the death of rats. <laughs> I did also really like Miss uh, Flit Flitworth. Flitworth, yeah, Flitworth. yeah. I love her. Yeah, um, it's basically death. It's like, all right, I'm going to spend my time. And he goes and he's going to be a farmhand for her. I love the interaction at the door. She's like, well, what's your name? And he looks up and he's like, Sky. And she's like, really, Sky? And he's like, door. Okay, well, what's your first name? It's got to, you look like a Bill or a James or whatever. He's like, the first one. <laughs> like, <laughs> love that so much. So he's Bill Door. But then she's also like, you know, my dad was a smuggler. I know people don't always use their real names. It's fine. Like, go sleep in the barn, do these things for me. It's great. But she eventually does pick up on who he is. And I love it. It's when she's talking about her, uh, her fiance, they were going to get married. And he goes off and there's an avalanche and 
it's the question of did he die in the avalanche or did he just kind of abandon her? She's like, well, what do you think, Mr. Dord? He's like, avalanches <laughs> are quite treacherous. Like he's like proud of himself for finding the question within the question. Yes. Loved that. <laughs> I just and I love like that that was the answer too because I was a little worried. <laughs> yeah. I really liked their relationship. I think that, uh, uh, especially when he was talking about her dad. How did mm-hmm. you know my dad? He's like, uh, kind of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> yeah. But Brief, very briefly. He wouldn't have mentioned me. No, no. <laughs> like, trying to befriend him. And at first I was really kind of concerned that it was going to go down like a she falls in love with death kind of thing. And yes. I'm really glad it didn't. I was really happy yes. that this was like, um, just like a friendship. It's like the, there's a meme, Um, I think it's on Tumblr, where it's like, an old woman accidentally summons a demon and like keeps thinking it's his, uh, her grandson or something like that and like keeps beating him and like making <laughs> him sweaters and stuff. And like that was kind of the vibe I got and I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah. I got worried it was going to go the route that you thought. Like I was like, is this going to be like me, Joe Black, where we're having sex with death? Because yes. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> That's what's yeah, going to happen. Not, not in the in for fairness. That. Meet Joe Black looks like 1997 Brad Pitt, so... I mean, I, mean, yes, I wasn't mad but... at her. Yes, get on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I really This didn't how... sound like he looked like Brad Pitt, though. He's a skeleton. He just... <laughs> yeah, I think he did. I really like how, at the end, Death doesn't forget the people that he met on the trip, so... In the end, right? So he's been kicked out by the orders of reality. They send a new death to him. Death kills the new death. I love um, that so much. Um, there's a drama there's a really bit in it where he's describing sharpening his axe or his scythe, and scythe, then he goes out yeah. and he sharpens it with the morning sunlight. Yes, <laughs> so, so that's good. how keen he gets in. Yep, because nothing he's else like, was working. Nothing was getting it sharp. <laughs> He's like, it's not sharp enough. And he goes, he's like, I, just the idea of, and you could picture it in your head because the way it's described, he's just standing, holding it as the sun comes up over the mountains and it's like, bring against the thing. It's like, yeah, that thing is, is sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kills New Dad and, and goes back to his job. But he doesn't forget Renata and he comes back mm-hmm. and he uses his last few bits of life to give her fiance a few moments of life so that yes. he knows that she's going to die and she knows that she's going to die. But he gives them one last night together and it's oh, I mean I'm not gonna lie there was a tear I was laughing mm-hmm. through the whole book and then when, mm-hmm. when he gives her the chance and she is so happy and mm-hmm. her even though her fiance was a young man when he was died he just sees her as the beautiful girl that she was at the time it's just like oh yeah what a beautiful story I love because he also too takes the time to get her flowers and chocolates yes. And getting the diamond, getting her the world's largest diamond from <laughs> yeah. the lost jeweled temple of doom of Arthur the Crocodile God. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's nothing to him. He's just like, I'll just go get it. <laughs> right. I loved hearing, seeing that from the perspective of the guardians of the diamond, yes. where they're hearing all the booby traps going off and they're like, ah, oh, betcha this one doesn't make it. It's been a while since anyone's gotten through this. Then they get to like, there's a crocodile tank. I was like, what? <laughs> And then all of a sudden the diamond's gone. They're just like, well, who besides us is going to know? It's fine. <laughs> and they just <laughs> no go on. No one else is going to get it's in fine. here. So. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. but like, that is one of the, he... the best things about the, the Pratchett world is they'll always be, like, they never show up again. They're, mm. they're mentioned <laughs> once and never show up. Um, there's, a, there's another book called Interesting Times 
where oh, is it, it might be like, yeah it's interesting times where he effectively goes to their analog for japan and there's a scene where this old warrior he's like 90 plus uh he's a barbarian conan the barbarian basically and he gets into a fight with a bunch of ninjas and the ninjas have never been in a real fight before they've only ever been like trained but they're like doing all these flips and backflips and gymnastic stuff and there's a bit where like the, the, he describes this guy doing like 15 flips and he turns around and he sticks his sword but conan isn't there and like conan stabs the guy and the guy dead and they're all shocked they're like but he he had so much experience with his weapons or whatever and conan's like well i have 96 years of experience of not dying and I'm just going to continue not dying. And those characters are in the book for two pages mm. and never show up again. But I could probably tell you more about how that gym is run, what the ninjas were studying, mm. how many were allowed in the thing. Because he puts all of that detail onto the page. When Conan leaves, the rest of them are all like, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. I keep saying Conan. His name's not Conan. I don't know what <laughs> But uh, but generally, that's that's what I love about about Terry Pratchett. Just so many layers of just little interesting things, which are little nuggets, which you think maybe yeah. I'll come back. And then sometimes he does like the guards, the night watch or the city watch, or they they show up in book two. And then by the time we're around to book five, he's like, Do you know what? I'm going to make an entire series about these guys hmm. and how ineffective most of them are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. I was not expecting a crocodile tank. My favorite character was a boogeyman, though. I can't remember oh. his name, but Shuffle? oh my god, he Shuffle? was my absolute favorite character. Because I was, yeah. I mean, I was enjoying the book, but you know, it was kind of more of like a, yeah, this is this is fine. And then he shows up in mm -hmm. uh, Wendell's bedroom, and it's like. <laughs> yeah behind the door and then he goes under the bed and he's like i don't i don't like this as much can you turn around and i was yes! like i you were and, and he does carry the door oh my god he was yes. my favorite favorite yes. person in this entire thing i oh yeah sorry go on oh no i just say i also loved especially with the carrying the door and yes. i also really liked that wendell did shut his eyes when he said can you just please yes. like not look while i go back behind the door or whatever really and he does too. yeah <laughs> Yeah, what were you going to say, all, Ali? I love all this stuff. I think my my favorite minor character in this, and he shows up in later books, is uh, Cut My Own Throat Dibbler, Ooh, um, mm -hmm. where he's a merchant where everything he's doing has just an extreme... Said, like, I mean, I can't give you this cheaper... I, I mean, my kids need food. My kids' kids need food. My, I mean, my grandkids. My kids <laughs> were seven. No, my, uh, my neighbor's grandkids. I, I need to feed them all. And you're like... Oh my god! Like he he's trying to sell you an apple, and he has to give you an entire backstory. And it just it sounds like such a used car salesman, and it just becomes more and more ridiculous <laughs> as time goes on. And as I said, as he shows up in later books, he's just ridiculous. Like, um, and I love that. I love that this is the first. I think this is the first time he shows up, and it's like, oh. yeah, that character is going to be there a lot. Nice. I think my favorite minor. So okay, the Fresh Start Club. When yes. Wendell yes. gets buried, he's just laying there, and then he's able to light a match, and he sees a little note in the coffin. It's like, oh, are you dead and depressed and tired of it? Come to the Fresh Start Club. So he like, he's like, you know, fine. If death's not going to come to me, I'm going to go to death, and I'm going to start with this Fresh Start Club. And we meet Reg, who is a zombie. Um, yeah. We meet the boogeyman. We meet, I think his name is Schleppel. Schleppel, okay. yeah. 
and we meet uh, the one who is a wolf most of the time, except he becomes basically a wolf man during the full moon. Yes. Forget his name. So light, yeah. And then we meet Arthur and is it Doreen? Uh, Doreen, yeah, Winkies, yes. the, uh, the Oh my god. Yes. I love <laughs> so them too. Just... Arthur is a legit, he's a vampire. Yeah. And his wife is not a vampire, but she is going hard with all the vampire yes. stereotypes. Like, tight black dress, like the widow's peak for her hair. We're talking with the V instead of, like, instead of a W, like, sound when she's talking. Um, she... <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> just like you are going like this is like that almost like the new money type of thing. She's like yes. new vampire except she's not a vampire. <laughs> she's, mar- <laughs> she's, like- she's married in um yes. there was a there was a you mentioned Tumblr earlier um Megan. There was a short lived Tumblr around about two thousand and five where the guys they were very, very talented I'm not sure what they went on to do after that, but they rewrote Twilight but Bella was Doreen Winkins. <gasps> <gasps> okay, now I I'd read that. that. I've never and read Twilight, but I would read that. So it's just like instead of her having no reaction whatsoever, it's her wanting in with the vampires from the first beginning oh of gosh. oh yeah, no, you need to turn me. Like I'm I'm yes. in this world. As opposed to Edward, I love you so much, blah 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 blah. And <laughs> she's slightly racist against werewolves and stuff in Oh in my god, the, that version of the book. And it's just like Oh Jacob, you're so beautiful. Then when she finds out she's, he's a werewolf, this it's just like, uh, no, I don't uh, think I do you. no, no, thank you. Please get out of. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it's just oh. such a good, it's such a good little story. I'll see okay. if I can find it. I'll dig it up. That if you can, please, because I would read that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because Doreen was amazing. Except she didn't like. She wanted the moat. He needed to have. Is it a dungeon? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need to get that installed. Yes, yes. but. There was still like he wouldn't she wouldn't she wouldn't let him bite like women's necks. I think he was like I feel like that's supposed to be a thing, but she's not like allowing that. Yeah, <laughs> she's I like uh, no. We're nope. he, he was like you're not a vampire, and they're like how dare you ask that? Like we've married mm-hmm. thirty years, and I can still love her even though she's not a vampire. And just, like that, yeah. if an entire book series of like that kind of um, self help group. Yes, game. I would. Read or even that. just them. Did they show up again, Ollie and other? Uh, they do. So mm. not Faroto, which is where they're from. So obviously not not Faroto. I think is how it's meant to pronounce. Yes, but like Nosferatu. That shows up in a couple of places, and then they're there. Like, okay. okay. Um, and he he works in the main city is Ankh-Morpork, Morpork, mm-hmm. and uh, and he is working there. He's like a, a fruit and vegetable merchant, I think, and that's basically like every now and then you'll they'll pop up and you'll hear little mentions of it like um a person was drained of their blood or whatever and people were like well i definitely know who it wasn't that friendly fruit merchant <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh i love them so much i love oh. and then he yeah. when he turned into a bat he needed to get the right like speed or else he couldn't like he basically just fell on his head the first time that they that he turned to a bat in front of them (laughs) (laughs) it's it's such a lovely story as well that she's like yeah i'm going to uh i'll keep you guys like she's she's obviously not and she's like i've got you arthur like and she's filling him in on the details of what he needs to do and Mm -hmm. yeah that's love Uh, that's some love right there Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, I did also like that Doreen's vampire accent is there one minute and then not the yes. next. That was the other thing I liked about her. That that accent would slip every now and then. <laughs> uh, and the way it's it's written is described, it's I get the impression it's a valley girl accent that it's meant to be like mm. it's like yeah. very strong suddenly into what? You know what? Like, yeah. Not that sorry. That was my impression of a valley girl accent. Um, <laughs> you hear that again a little bit slower? Yep. What no, was no I won't be able a little louder. to do it. Um, yeah, come on. No. Uh, oh, my God. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> like, Ollie, I'm just going to need you to, like, try it again and, like, a little bit slower. Right. Okay. Like, try it's a little harder. Hard. Okay. Wait, Megan, that's really good. <laughs> I thought you said you were from Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, I am from Arkansas. Do you hear a southern accent? Um, not when you do your Valley Girl accent. Like, you... <laughs> There's no Southern accent even when I'm not doing my Valley Girl accent. Thank you very much. Wait, I just channeled to... my inner Alexis. That's all I did. Yes, you did. I appreciated uh, that head toss. Just, Megan, do you honestly think you don't have a Southern accent? I know I don't have a Southern accent. Yeah, oh, and I don't have an Irish one. Oh, you what? You think she has a... Wait, hold I've on. Been, I've been keeping it hidden. You didn't realize it this. Surprise, everybody. It's the fourth time on the show. If you southern accent, you're one of the few people who have ever told me that because um, when I moved up here, most people tell me... Well, I'd sound like I'm from Atlanta, but most people ask if I was moving back up north. Apparently, I have more of a, like, a northern mm-hmm. kind of accent. I mean, like... I can find videos and stuff from when I was a kid and you will hear a Southern mm. accent. I, I don't. I, does it I come don't. out like if you're Megan. mad? Yeah. Like Stephanie, if you're yelling, think, like does it come out or no? I think, I think Megan doesn't realize that she said the word grits five times in that sentence. <laughs> it's like, she's like, most people say grits that I've just moved back up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, why are you saying grits all the time? <laughs> Grits are only good if shrimp and uh, sausage is mm, Shrimp and grits? Shrimp and grits. Oh, my grits. God. There you go. Uh, never had grits. Oh. I'm, I'm sure they're good, though. Shock. Shock. Although, I didn't learn about them until a few years ago. Lucky Taco, which I'm sh- I know I've mentioned before <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> the mug club. They did one night where shrimp and grits was one of the, uh, um, one of the, one of the meals. Um, I can't remember what they paired it with, but I remember trying it and being like, this is heaven. Where has this been all my life? Because my only experience with grits was before school cafeteria grits. And like, yeah, that doesn't count. Like this was like real and also had shrimp in it. Like school's not going to give you shrimp. Are they good? Like what? I mean, if it is a good, if you can get them cooked, right. I don't like grits for breakfast, which is like a real Mm. Southern thing. Um, but yeah, if you can get them with andouille sausage and shrimp, and oh my god, I just really miss southern food right now. Mm-hmm. Just taking a moment. Mm-hmm. I just want shrimp. I want lobster too. Oh, lobster. Like, okay, so there's this place in Rhode Island called Nordic Lodge. It's a buffet. You get like two hours. It's literally $100 a person, but there's like all you can eat lobster crab legs all this seafood there's also really good meat but like that's too filling so i've literally never had any of that any of the times i've gone it's all been seafood oysters mussels so good and a really good dessert bar too um they're supposed to open april 17th i don't know if that's happening all my sushi places have. i was gonna go (laughs) all my sushi places and seafood places have closed down like i (sighs) had the worst craving for sushi um two nights ago and mm. like 
because of my neighborhood, I eat a lot of sushi. Sushi is just, you know, it is a good comfort food. Mm -hmm. And they, because of COVID, they've all closed down. And it is breaking my heart. I just want some damn sushi. Guys, I, uh... I lived in the States for for six months. I was in, in college just outside of Boston for a while. And while I was there, I never took advantage of American food the way I should. And I know you're just talking about sushi. It's not American food. But having come over to America a lot more times in the last couple of years than I'd had in a long, long time, going for sushi and everywhere says, have all you can eat sushi. It's like 26 bucks. If you go to Ireland and you go to even a half decent sushi restaurant 26 bucks gets you an entree and nothing else <laughs> like and then i'm sitting down in, in i was in nevada at the time and i was like okay let's try this all you can eat sushi i'm a bit nervous about this and every single piece of it was top class mm-hmm. because yeah. everywhere is offering it so you can't be the place that's giving you bad sushi yeah right and yeah then you come back to ireland you're like oh i want to go for sushi no i don't have a hundred bucks to go out and spend (laughs) on on what would have been 25 bucks back in america like it's oh it's so good Mm -hmm. the place uh so where my parents live they opened the conveyor belt sushi place i don't know if you've ever seen one of these stephanie Mm -hmm. um but or I don't even know. Ollie, maybe you have too. Or... I've, I've seen them on TV. Okay. Yeah. So it's Facebook. where you take them off and you keep the plates and it's like two bucks a plate or something like oh, that. Oh, and they've got color coding for the plates, is it? Or yeah. Size? Yeah. I have ate so much sushi. I mean, it was my mom and I, and I don't think we even spent 50 bucks, including like mm. her having a glass of wine and me having Coke. Like, it was yeah, insane. That sushi sounds is... amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you need oh, to come back. Really we'll take sushi. you to get lobster. <laughs> Mhm. Mhm. And no, just I know Rhode Island lobster is probably famous, but not a lot of people know this. But Ireland legit has the best lobster you're ever going to get anywhere because what? because people don't realize in order for lobsters to grow, you need to have slightly warmer water, but you also need to have strong enough currents. Okay. So we have the Gulf Stream smack bang slaps into the east coast of Ireland or the west coast of Ireland. So even though it's the Atlantic Ocean. It's kind of warm water underneath the surface, so hmm. lobster grow big and big, <laughs> and it is delicious. And yeah. we do not cover it in butter like certain north okay. eastern parts of the United States of so America. So, what do you do. eat it with? Uh, you're eating a lobster. You just eat it. Okay, so that's what I used to do when I was a kid. I swore butter ruined the flavor, the taste of the lobster, and I would not dip it in butter. I've only started dipping it in butter as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the flavor, lobster's so sweet, like the butter so just good. seems like it would just be like, whoa. It like brings uh, it out. It's really good. Although maybe. I, okay, I have plans to go to Ireland. And my, the one thing I was like, I need to try in Ireland is Guinness because I don't like Guinness here. But I'm like, if I'm there, I got to try it. I got to try it. I got to try it. It's so, so now lobster is on the list. <laughs> not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a huge drinker, definitely. but I will say this, right? People tell you it tastes different in Ireland and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's not even... It's it's a different world, right? <laughs> like going over to the states, and I'm, I'm like, people go, "Oh, you get the best Guinness here in this bar," and you go down to it and you drink it, and you go, "What is this Guinness list with Budweiser? What the f- is this?" Sh-? Right? And then, oh, no. like, then Americans come over and they get a pint in an Irish pub, and the top bit is an inch and a half thick 
and it's actual white as opposed to brown, which American head on a on a Guinness yeah. is. And the black bit of Guinness, spoiler alert, guys, it's actually ruby red. It's okay. not black. I don't know what's going on in American Guinness. It looks black from a distance, but if you get up close to it, you should be able to see that it's red, right? What? And it, yeah, Guinness is red. It's a ruby Blowing red. I'm mine right now. Yeah. <laughs> And it'll just look black depending, like, you have to be up close to see it. But in, in Irish pub, you get it, just hold it up, you look at it, the light will shine through it. It is the creamiest, most delicious drink. It We call them, <laughs> like, if you get a good pint, we call it a tree, a tree, a tree drop, right? Or a tree dip, right? Because you will drink it in tree oh, sups. Okay. Like, so a full pint, <laughs> okay. it's gone in tree, right? And every time I've brought Americans like over. A tree drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I'm picturing got, the ends Irish, again. <laughs> I've got an Irish accent. I. I don't hide my accent like you do, you know Megan. Oh my god! You didn't have a seventh grade teacher that made fun of you and <gasps> and the entire class give you shit about your accents because your accent is wonderful and lovely. I love it so much. Yes. Well, I, yes, I yes, love yes. your southern Never accent. Never hide it. <laughs> my accent is nondescript. Shreem. Shreem. <laughs> no All right, joke. So I'm going to Ireland. Make they mm-hmm. tell me. Um, when I used to go home and visit, they'd be like, you sound like a city girl now. What is all of this? <laughs> no. You're on the city. City girl. City girl. Well, uh, Stephanie, you, mm-hmm. did you grow up in the city? or? Yeah, out, in Massachusetts. Outside? Nope, I'm pretty much a city girl. Springfield, Massachusetts. Not a bit, it's a decent sized city. But it's not like New York City. It's like a, it's decent. Um, so I grew up between there and Connecticut, where my mom was always in Massachusetts. My dad was always in Connecticut. So mostly in the city. Nice. So you don't know yeah. what it's like to to be like a really country. No. Nope. Like, and I have don't. to hide your accent. or <laughs> No. Nope. Oh God. Nope. 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 And I don't have, like, I didn't grow up near Boston, so I don't have that accent either. Because <laughs> I, I would hide that. <laughs> Although. In God. <laughs> You know what? I hate the Boston accent. And then there's that commercial where the car commercial with Chris mm-hmm. Evans and it's Chris Evans. Right. <laughs> you know, Chris Evans we forget everything he could do. It's no fine. wrong. Yes. Yeah. Although I work in Boston now and there and I work, I'm a patient support specialist helping people get their medications and stuff. So I work with a lot of pharmacies and I work with a lot of people who do have that accent. And there have been times where I've been talking about, I called the pharmacy, but it comes out, I called the pharmacy and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I say that word. What is happening to me? <laughs> yeah. um, I like to think that I don't have a thick Irish accent and obviously I do, right? <laughs> obviously to you guys, I'm, I might as well be over here going tura lura lura like, but, <laughs> but when you meet a bunch of Irish people and you realize how toned down I've made this over the years, mm-hmm. or you go and meet somebody who's from Monaghan, I'm from a county called Monaghan and a town called Monaghan in, uh, in Ireland, where the average Monaghan person sounds like this, and it's very northern, and Mm. they talk really really quickly like this you don't understand how quick people from northern ireland county monaghan talk like it's just they're flying like i just want to sit here and stare at you and it's great yes just keep talking <laughs> keep it's going just, but i had to tone that down because you cannot teach a class not in northern ireland monaghan area and have that accent because they'd just be like what are you saying nay and they'll just because <laughs> that's what i automatically would sound like so i've had to Oh, I would say I felt like hers is not like super super thick. Yeah. 
Well, I, I myself am super, super thick, but... <laughs> <laughs> the huge biceps. We see them. We got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah. as, I'm, yeah. as I'm hiding in my uh, closet. <laughs> Covered under the stairs. <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm a what? Also, just not to bring it back to, to Harry Potter, not because anytime I'm on the podcast, I somehow find a way to do this. You it's know allowed. when Hagrid says you're a wizard, Harry, and he responds with, "I'm a what what what? What else could it have been, Harry? Like okay. do you do you, like you're a lizard? I'm a uh, obviously it's a wizard. That's what he just said to you. I'm He's sorry, a giant magical man. Had that moment where someone's talking to you and you go into like you're so shocked that your mouth works before your brain catches up. Right. You no, need Megan. them to like repeat it because like, you also don't believe them. Yeah. The number of times I've been like someone I, I do it a lot to Josh. I know I do it to Josh. He'll be like he'll say like, Hey, something, something in the kitchen and I'll be like, What? And then I respond immediately because it just my brain just doesn't work mm. as fast as my mouth does sometimes. Listen. You've had owls showing up at your house for conservatively three weeks now. <laughs> millions and millions of letters going into your tank. Surely something magical is going on. You're then taken away to a lighthouse on an island in the middle of a storm and a giant man kicks down a door and says you're a wizard. And you're, you're going to go, oh, what, what? Okay, He's also only 11. This? He's a baby. That He's not a baby. He's 11. You're a man. <laughs> you're a man at that stage, big. Harry emotionally and probably physically abused his entire life like mm-hmm. any kind of hope that he can get out of that well, I'd probably be a little bit concerned you, of taking it serious what are you talking about emotionally abused he's Irish stroke English like he's British right they, uh, there are no emotions oh my like, god there's just stiff upper lip that's what you do oh, they shoved him in a cupboard under the stairs <laughs> when they had a perfectly having, good bedroom upstairs this episode in this particular cupboard that's pretty nice life yeah. You are an adult and you chose to do that. Also, you're not trying to sleep. Right. <laughs> With spiders dangling above your head. Yes. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Listen, he's some weird kid talking to snakes. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him at all. That's fine. He turns out to be a cop. You don't need to trust him. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I keep forgetting he goes on to be an or, yes, and then a complete does. dick in the cursed child. Yeah, we don't talk about the cursed child. Yeah, but oh, seeing God. the show made me like it a little more. I've heard that, yeah. Because it, yeah. there are still some tricks where I can't figure out how they did them. Like I want to see it again. It was really good. But that's the show you enjoyed. It is the it's show. The story it was the show. of the cursed Cedric Diggory the racist. Okay, mm. but have you seen Puffs, Ollie? I mean many times yeah. no 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 you have not okay stephanie have i made you watch this yet no i haven't yet <laughs> okay so puffs was an off-broadway um comedy oh, show. a show i got yes. you okay <laughs> where it is from the it is a uh not directly related to harry potter they've changed a few things so that it's clearly harry potter but it's not harry potter uh for instance instead of hufflepuffs they're the puffs so it's the mm-hmm, seven mm-hmm. years at Hogwarts with Harry Potter through the Hufflepuff's eyes. And mm-hmm. I have it. I will, if you ever are bored or, you know, have some time, I think it's like 90 minutes, you should watch it. I took Josh for his birthday, and then I went a second time for um, they were getting ready to close. So I went to see it a second time because I have never cried so hard at laughing at something. It is I imagine, yeah. so good. Um, Stephanie, obviously you're a Ravenclaw like myself. Um 
<laughs> combo Ravenclaw Gryffindor, actually. Do do you really care what a Hufflepuff thinks? Or how they view the world? Because so I mean, rude. First of all, I'm insulted that I'm not included in this Ravenclaw talk. I know. Second, what the like, hell? Hold on. I'm not saying you're not a Ravenclaw, but I mean, you've got Hufflepuff tendencies. Like You're not wrong, but there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Also, we discussed before we started, I'm apparently a serial killer, so a super villain. Was, so I'm I also was going a to say, mm-hmm, you've got some mm-hmm. Bellatrix Lestrange in there. Uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. Joffrey and Cersei. I don't get it. <laughs> I And Cersei? And Cersei. It was like Joffrey okay, then Cersei. Okay, I missed Cersei. that. I missed that part. <laughs> no, like legit, my top ten. <laughs> Joffrey and Cersei and Bellatrix and Rita Skeeter. <laughs> Like, this is a problem, <laughs> but that was what the first time you took it. <laughs> I need to see what my top ten was because I just got so angry at number one. It's just, it's just ten Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> That's it. I bet it is. I bet it's just going to be your Mal Reynolds. That's all you are. I'm like, oh, I'm going to um, rewatch Firefly now. <laughs> Ollie, did you ever uh, meet Terry Pratchett? Go to a signing or anything before he passed? Uh, no, I never. The only, oh, and I feel almost embarrassed about this is. Uh, I made sure to go meet Robert Jordan and um, I paid a lot of money to go and meet him and uh, and it was lovely. It's the only the only real big name order. I went and, and visited for a friend once um, uh, and then queued with a bunch of teenage girls as, as a 25 year old man. I still really appreciate that book. Thank you so much. Um. Uh, I just, I'm just looking at my other list here. Uh, Jack O'Neill from Stargate. Grit from Game of Thrones. Oh. Alex from Grey's Anatomy. Feck off. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. What are you? See, oh, okay. I, I'm getting even more watched, angry. What's going on? I haven't watched in years. Is he like, maybe he's better now? Although I think he's off the show. I, I think he's dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. They wrote him off, but like, he's not dead. <laughs> I, oh, God, I don't want to be any of these people. Oh, wait. Arya Stark, number 13. I'll, I'll oh, fuck you. Yes. All right. That's fine. Yes. That's fine. Fair. Whatever. Let me see. Do I have anybody? I'll just keep going down. Do I have? No, it says here 0% Joffrey. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Mm. I just, I think I need to call my therapist. It's fine. <laughs> just, can you imagine calling your therapist? I took this personality test. <laughs> And both Joffrey and Cersei are in my top ten, and I feel and he'd be like, "All right, I think this is like, a, call the cops really quick." I think, I think this is a cheap shot. I'm Gimli from Lord of the Rings. That's is that a hype joke? Website? He doesn't know how tall I am, <laughs> but I feel like you've you've seen me or something. Uh, Stephanie, I can't wait for you to do. This I am yeah, I know. so I'm excited. excited. It's mm-hmm. not very long, so once... you are. It's not very long, so once we're done recording, you should do it. Okay, awesome. I'm very excited. Ryan Lynch has just started Shit's Creek, he and his wife, oh, and I'm oh, so I excited. So good. I've got my boyfriend watching it. I'm like, you could easily get caught up before the series finale on Tuesday if you would just apply yourself. Okay. Because we're in season three. Wait. Just, yeah, three. I don't have access to season six yet, but I cannot wait. <sighs> I cannot wait. Well, I spent, so the second to last episode last week. I was like, oh, I'll watch it during my lunch break because working from home. Yeah. So I did. And I was like, well, I'm just going to cry on my lunch break now. So oh, that's what no. happened. Oh, no. Wait, hold on oh, a second. Like, 
I I can't watch season six because it's not released in Ireland yet. So okay. I just yeah. I just finished up season five. Um, mm-hmm. Season five made me cry so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie, uh, are the tears like good tears or they were like, good tears? To... Okay, they good. were good. Like, like oh, I just want to hug all so of these characters. Want, I don't want to be anything okay. bad happening yeah. to any of my people. Yes. As no, I just wanted to hug everybody because I was just like you guys. Yeah. You know, I hated that show from the beginning. And, really? Uh, and I only persevered because I was watching it with somebody who loved it. And I was like, okay, I'll keep watching it. It's a weird and then after show about, start. Yeah, after about nine episodes, I was like, no, I get this now. Yeah, and that's like, about where I was too. It took me almost entirely season one because I started it because Stephanie loves it. Um, and I was like eh, kind of on the fence. And then I was having a really, really bad day. Um, and I was home at Christmas and Josh was like, let's go out and do this. And I was like, I don't want to do anything. I just like want to sit on the couch and cry. And he was like, oh, Shit's Creek, you started this at some point. I was like, fine, <laughs> turn it on. I was dying. I was, I mean, it was like legit. So good. So good. I don't yes. know why I doubt when you tell me you like things. I don't why I doubt this. <laughs> I'm sure at some point I said that I love community too. Oh, you probably did. I've got plenty of people who've been like, community's great. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, fine. you shouldn't have to tell a Southern girl about love and community, Stephanie. <laughs> it's all about community. Man. <laughs> Are you guys watching uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? No, nope. but I've considered no, it because oh of your God. post. I can't. Okay. So have you heard of this show, Ollie? Uh, no. The only time I've heard it come up, it just reminds me of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that too, the title does too. Don't ever want to be reminded of anything with my Oh, wow. Uh, so it is <laughs> Jane. Is it Jane Levy? I Jane don't Levy, know. yeah. Um, who I love. And, and it is um, a, Lauren Graham. And those were basically the selling points. I, they were both in this, and I was like, fine, I'll watch it. I'll at least give it an episode. And it is <clears throat> about a woman who goes in for a test and is in an MRI machine when an earthquake happens. And now she can hear people's thoughts, but it's in song. Oh. So people sing to her. And mm-hmm. it's... Um, I don't love it. Like, it's not one of those that... Like, I've rewatched it a few times. It's really, really good for background noise while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, like, everybody on the show, just phenomenal singers. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching Lauren Graham sing and dance actually is my favorite thing in the entire world. Mm. Um, she does Kesha's TikTok at some point, and I was just like, <laughs> yes. rewind, rewind, rewind. I watched it like yeah. six times before I was like, I'm sorry to my neighbors. I've got this like blasting. Um, <laughs> and then one character does um, Destiny Child say my name. Don't know how many times I watched that. But okay. this past week's episode um, was the most cringeworthy thing that I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I was literally watching it through my shirt like this. Where I was oh, just God. like, I can't. Because uh, another friend of mine, MJ, watches it. And so her dad has some brain disease that I can't remember, but he basically mm. can't move. And um, she was... Wait, in the show or your friend MJ? No, 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 in the show. <laughs> my okay, friend right, MJ's so. dad, unfortunately, has passed away. And she oh. was worried that the episode, he was going to pass away. So she was like, can you watch this before me? And I was like, I can't believe you just made me watch this. Like, every, like, she, so she hears everybody singing. And so this episode, 
she starts singing, thinking that she's singing her emotions in her head and like dancing and everything. And it's all out in public. Oh my and God. I was like, I, I don't even remember why I was bringing this up. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. and can't stop cringing. That sounds, that sounds like the office, um, Scott's tots level of oh. cringy skeleton leaving your body. Yes, mm. I, it has been a while since I've watched something and been like, I need to like hide from the TV. I don't know how to watch this. <laughs> Wait. The only thing that might come close is uh, David miming um, uh, simply the best on Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah, that was three. another moment where I was like, oh, oh. my God. I, I so love it, though. But that was Because so I still love that song. That was so sweet. But also, I we, was like, yes. oh, my God, I can't deal with this right now. We just got to the one where Patrick sings it, and I was just like, and I'm crying oh, on the couch, even though I've seen this before. <laughs> When Patrick sings it and he's looking at David and it's nice and it's sweet and you're like, oh, and then like to have three episodes later. Listen, he owed it for what he did. You gotta do it. You owe it. I think I yelled at the TV, David, pick another song. No, gotta be that song, which I have been like ever since the Patrick episode. I was like, I want to listen to it. And I've listened to it a lot ever since seeing that the Patrick one the first time. I know, but I mean, how much better would it have been if David had done that private dancer Ooh. what <laughs> other <laughs> songs could he have done private dancer <laughs> no, I love Tina Turner she's great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner. we have gone off on a tangent we have yeah I know also hmm. I just want to point out that uh, I watched Dirty Dancing um, I would say for the first time in 15 years there recently mm-hmm. and I only realized that because you mentioned Lauren Graham, so it pumped into my head that Emily oh, yeah. Bishop is the mam in Dirty yep. Dancing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how, yep. how, have I, how did I not realize this? And then there's a bit at the end where uh, Baby's dad goes to stand up and she's just like, sit down, Jeffrey. Yeah. I was like, oh, now there is where she got the <laughs> yep. role as Emily yes. Bishop. Yep. Um, also, uh, there's a bit where Baby tells her dad that he failed her too. And I was, I've, as an adult watching I was like oh no but he didn't baby like he, right. your dad's like the greatest man who ever lived right, right. As the, it's it's fun watching things as an adult and being like what the fuck yes. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching because we watched that a lot because the girls day. loved it and, and we would always sit in and watch it and every time before and she was like but you feel me too I was like yeah he did he really let you die and like, he gave you no. money without asking yep. he yeah. saved your friend's life Yep. Saved your friend's life. He backed mm-hmm. you up, and all he did was tell the fella who clearly comes across like the potential dad of yeah the 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 child. Uh, you know, I see what you see, and rather than anybody actually tell him, no, Johnny's not the dad. Right. They it's all just kind of leave it in the air. It's yeah. like right. Okay, let's right. not give him any more information. Oh, now I right. want to watch Dirty like, Dancing. Strange. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Tim, who is our guest next episode, just posted on Facebook about movies, uh, like underrated mm-hmm. movies and stuff. And it was like one that I meant to, or that I never saw and meant to see or something was Dirty Dancing. Was like, that was really out He's... of nowhere. And yet, yeah. here we're talking about it again. So, it, it's so just I think like, the four of us need to waiting. do a movie watch. <laughs> oh, we've got a long list. Both of the Zombielands are streaming, by the way. Like, I am ready to watch both of them. <laughs> Everybody, watch Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is yeah. so good. For a okay, good what? Time, uh, do you know what? For a movie of its type from mm-hmm. the year that yeah. it was set, that is damn near perfect yes. as a movie. 
Yeah. What about Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights? I was just thinking uh, about that and how I know I own it and I know I've seen it. You own it? <laughs> so I got really obsessed with Dirty Dancing in high school. Like, I don't even okay. remember why or anything. And God bless my oldest, dearest friend, Robin. He tries so hard. And um, I didn't own Dirty Dancing. So he it was my birthday, trying to buy me a birthday present and bought me Dirty Dancing 2. Which I had never seen. So okay. I own Dirty Dancing 2. It's somewhere over there. Okay. I, also I did watch Dancing it. As well. I watched it. Was it like it was in November? And you fell um, in love with Diego Luna because how could you not? <laughs> I mean, I didn't there, but when he has a beard in Rogue One, then we can yeah, talk that's about true. that. Yeah. He's very attractive in Rogue One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he forgot really that he is that. That is him. And uh, now I need to watch Dirty Dancing too again. I guess. Oh, he's got mm-hmm. that accent. Got some and moves. It's like, Okay, I think, did it come on? It must have come on after Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I was watching oh, Dirty Dancing, yeah. and then that came on, and I was like, well, I guess I'm staying up a little bit later, and then all of a sudden it was 2 in the morning, <laughs> and the movie was over, and I was like, okay, I'll go to bed now. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you went to bed. Surely you need to watch Footloose directly oh, after that. Footloose. Which Footloose? Okay. Uh, the Ooh. original, please. <laughs> okay. Original Ren, as opposed to new. Yeah. I don't know that new stuff. Flip Ren. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I have also introduced my boyfriend to the high school musical movies and I bring How's this up going? because, Oh, we want, we finished though. We finished oh, okay. those like that first. Like we, it was like <laughs> in three days we finished like high school musical to bet on it yes. is my favorite. It's very Kevin Bacon and footloose with all of his dance moves. And I, fucking love it so much <laughs> we talked about this last week and i will talk about it every single time everyone should watch the high school musical movies they're yes so good. they're amazing they're, they're so I mean, good i wouldn't say they're amazing oh no hey. they're amazing you were wrong but but they are f- megan at amazing. least i would have watched it and not pretended like you did with this book i read this <laughs> damn book ollie <laughs> very disappointed in our friendship right now no. i know you did i know so is high school musical would it be considered a musical it is a musical oh my you've not seen high school mm-hmm. musical have no you i haven't seen any just you okay. asked me oh, was i was also gonna say like you have a child like you should have seen these <laughs> like, i've well, seen the high school musicals and i high fantasy that's them. the word i was okay. looking for Whenever I think of fantasy, I think of high fantasy. So fuck <laughs> off, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, swing, batter, batter, swing. Yes. Yep. Get your head in the game. Mm-hmm. Also, because I did that, um, anytime I hear the phrase, we're all in this together, I'm now mm-hmm. only thinking about High School Musical, which is a phrase that's being thrown around a lot because of COVID. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I sent, so my team, like we've been virtual, and someone was talking about how the farm, like she was talking to someone at the pharmacy or no, her center, her, her doctor's office. And they like sent her an email after saying like, thanks letting me for vent for letting me vent and just go on and on. And she's like, yeah, we're all in this together. And I sent them a gift of, from high school, the first high school musical of them dancing. <laughs> to the song. And I was like, it's not my fault, but all of them got it. I had this um, problem with Avengers oh. last year where, um, Oh, what did they say? Shit, they kept saying something in the trailer, and it's like the start of the Degrassi theme song. Ooh, I don't know Degrassi. I've never seen a Degrassi either. Mm-hmm. I know if my sister were here, she could it, help you with this. Was it Drake who was on that? Drake was on mm-hmm. Degrassi, yes. Oh my god. 
it'll hit me in a minute. But uh, no, I have this problem with th that trailer as well. But uh, yeah, anytime I hear anything that's related to, to High School Musical, it's so good. <clears throat> that's good TV for right now. Yeah. yeah. Anything like that is good TV for now. Yeah. Although, so we were watching it on Disney Disney Plus. Um, and the first one, there's this song, like this Hawaiian theme song that Sharpay and her brother do that I know is on the album because I had, wait, is that one or two? Yeah, I think it's the first one. Maybe it's the second one. I don't know. But I, I, I had the like the album. I think, yeah, because it's part it was, of yes. the, uh, the talent show. Okay, yes. But it's at the it's on the album and it's at the end of it. And I had the CD and I played it a lot while driving. So I knew the song, but I'd never seen it in the movie. So when we were watching the movie and all of a sudden it's kept in the movie, like if this is like the original cut or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Did my brain block this out? <laughs> okay, thank you. I had the same issue when we watched them recently where I was like, I don't remember this at all. And this is really cringeworthy and also maybe super mm -hmm. racist. <laughs> yeah. And weird because, all right, so George's thing was like, why is it like the way Sharpay and her brother are, the way he's acting during that song, particularly too, where he's not, he's mad that he's not Troy. It's like, it's a little weird because you're brother and yes. sister. Why are you, they not just like boyfriend, girlfriend? I was like, I don't know. I didn't write it. <laughs> it is. They, they have a very interesting relationship to say the yeah. least. It's weird when you, you see something, the original cut that had been cut for TV. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you've... Oh, I'm assuming. Why would, they, why would they assume this? But have you guys seen Highlander? No. I have not. Okay. And that's why it was... a. What, I'm assuming you've seen Highlander. Why <laughs> um, so Highlander has this amazing uh, Queen soundtrack. They did they wrote songs for it, like in, including famous queen songs oh, sweet. Hmm. Uh, were written for the movie. And people don't realize that like, Oh, this is a brilliant queen singer. Like, yeah, no, who wants to be live forever was written for Highlander. I did not it's know a that. kind of magic. It's a kind of magic was oh. written for Highlander. I didn't know it was written for Highlander because that scene involves world war two and there's some Nazis in it. And it was cut from the Irish TV version, which is all I ever saw. Oh. And then, because there was a time where you weren't allowed to show Nazis on, on TV and stuff. And it cut. So the first time I watched it as an adult, and I'm sitting down to watch it, and there's this scene in World War Two, and he's protecting a little girl. And it's actually pivotal to the rest of the movie because it explains why she's so loyal to him in 1985 because he saved her in 1942. Hmm. And okay. she's been with him for 43 years. Um, but then it cuts into It's a Kind of Magic. And I'm not going... I've seen this movie conservatively 50 times. This is, is this new? Is there a new version of the movie? And then just to be shocked. And that was the, I think that was the first time I realized stuff gets cut out of movies sometimes. Yeah. Cut like, for TV. Oh. It's also a really good movie. Everybody watch Highlander. It's mm. dumb as a pile of rocks. But <laughs> I mean, that's pulling. So my mom and my stepdad took me and my sister to Las Vegas when I was like 20 and I was like annoyed because I couldn't gamble, I couldn't drink, couldn't do anything. Um, but we went to this show, We Will Rock You, where all the songs were Queen songs. And my sister and I mm -hmm. fucking loved my mom, did not enjoy it. But my oh, sister no. and I loved it. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's still playing. Because we just did mm -hmm. Vegas in February, which feels mm -hmm. like a thousand years ago. And my sister is a huge Queen fan. So I'm guessing mm. it's not. I don't know. Is that the, is that the first of those? 
jukeboxy musical type things? Like, did that come before Mamma Mia? Oh god, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know if it was before. Let's see. Mm. Uh, we Will Rock like You is a jukebox like musical based on the songs. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia said. So, yep. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find it. It's still playing in Vegas. I want to say it was playing at the one that was like the Eiffel Tower, but I could be wrong. That's where the Democratic debate was held while we were there. I was across the street. Also, if you haven't seen pictures of Vegas shut down because of COVID, it is scary. Ooh, like, it is. I have not. But also, there is a uh, strip club that has started a dry a str- uh, drive-through strip club. Okay. Nice. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was reading about it because I was so angry that fucking... Florida had not shut down their beaches, but that Las Vegas had essentially closed down to all mm-hmm. essential business only. Um, and Nevada was not worse than, than Florida was. And then they were talking about, oh, let me find it. Uh, it is a drive-up window strip club show. Guests can drive up to the front door and we're going to have dancers separated by the six-foot separation rule. And they can totally enjoy a nude show right from the seat of their car. The show is 10 minutes and it cost a hundred dollars and it's at 8 p.m. on oh, it started at 8 p.m. on a Saturday. Hmm. Also, there's well. no officially a YouTube video of it, so I'm oh my. afraid. Oh, oh and they were handing out oh. hand sanitizer during it as well. That's nice. Yeah, that's, oh well, my. Was it hand sanitizer or yeah. mm. um, <laughs> have you guys ever been to a strip club? Um, no. No. And I, I had to say I, about that, but no. Want to go. But I also really want to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, in London, in Germany, wherever. I bet you Magic Mike Live is amazing. Uh, we, myself <gasps> oh, and my so buddies went to a strip club <laughs> once. And it was because it was the only place we knew we were going to be showing the soccer. Okay. So, okay. So we uh, walked in. You don't in, have we... to make an excuse, Ollie. It's fine. No, no. But this, this <laughs> is a this genuine story. We walked in. We paid the, the minimum or, you know, two drink minimum, whatever it was, calling it on the boat on the door. We just called them. The entrance fee in Ireland if you're going into something like this but we paid the concession or whatever they call it we walked in and obviously all these very nice ladies came and were like trying to get us to buy drinks and stuff we were like no no we're okay where's the big screen TV <laughs> and that's all we wanted to do and all we wanted to do is watch this big screen TV and the amount of times people would just come down and be like oh you want a private dance you're like Stephen Gerrard wanted to give me a private dance right now because that beautiful man just scored a hat trick. Oh my god. I, I take one, but we're we're genuinely just here for this. And uh I I think I don't I couldn't tell whether they were annoyed at us because we weren't spending money on what they yes. wanted us to spend Probably. money on. Or if they appreciated the fact that we weren't like I don't, I don't think know. any of us were sleazy about it. We were just like actually no genuinely we're just here to watch the football. I mean, you were taking seats in the place need. and not spending the money that someone else. I think would that's have, all right. So we yeah. we started yeah. we started ordering a lot of food yeah. and drinking okay. a lot of beer to make up for it. Okay. So when I went to Vegas, uh, it was for my mother turned fifty, um, and I turned thirty two while we were in in Vegas. Um, my brother saw a sign for the Thunder Down Under, and could not stop obsessing <laughs> about this. It was just like, will you guys go and just see what it is? (laughs) And uh, I was like, do you want to go see it? And he's like, no, I really don't. And then, so we went to Outback at one point, which, man, 
Outback does not deliver to my apartment, and I really want fucking Outback for some reason. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we started talking it's about... It's because you've seen the Thunder Down Under. You all want Outback. <laughs> we started talking about it, and like I have never seen two kids go as red as my brother and sister did as we were talking about... like. Um, <laughs> the firemen and like all this other stuff and they were like please stop and so my brother didn't mention the thunder down under after that i but mean that is you know about magic mike live have i been to the strip club no i haven't i have not and i like especially for how like just surprised that i haven't yeah so i should put that on like, my bucket list i've not been to a strip club but... yeah listen we should all go we'll go we'll all go to see magic mike live right. okay i'm down with this i absolutely am because Yes. Also, I'm, We Will Rock You only ran from September 2004 to November of 2005, so it is okay. not still running in Vegas. Gotcha. And my sister asked if they said it goes there, if that's the catchphrase you're thinking of from the Avengers trailer, because I texted her, because I was like, no, I don't know, Degrassi? Okay. Um, <laughs> I tried. Asking, tried my phone a friend, text a friend. Avengers trailer. <laughs> yeah. You could just look up the Degrassi high school intro. Whatever it takes. Uh, That's whatever what they kept it takes. Saying. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And the song goes, whatever oh. it takes. I just whatever got a section where this said, oh, in capital letters, whatever it takes. <laughs> oh, I appreciate her. <laughs> We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Go watch High School Musical again. Zac Efron's got so swole. He did. Steroids. I don't like it. I don't, <laughs> it's, it's like when you when you compare him to beautiful little zach in hairspray man uh, I love hairspray. link to to super muscular i want to be the rock but i don't mm. have the frame to be the rock no he doesn't the have anyway. the frame for he doesn't muscles. it doesn't look no me gusta no 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 yeah it's it, it makes me feel a little bit sad yeah and i shouldn't feel sad seeing zach Efron. i should feel happy exactly like, oh, yes just like tone it down a little bit. Just bring exactly. it. Just, just bring it back in. He's got the Girl. body for someone who just for, to be lean. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. Like, but he he's gone too big on it. Like you look at you know the pictures of Kumail, because um, mm-hmm. he got swole for the thing. He still looks like that. Looks like that's a body type he could have. Yes, it looks I like mean, it fits his frame. It's not yeah, bursting it's out of his hard. frame. And he'll never get it again unless he's doing another version of the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zac Efron looks like he's got somebody else's body and they've just put like his head. Zac Efron head on it. Yes. Did you guys see the um, the neighbor? Is it Neighbors? No, neighbors. but I heard it was and pretty fun. Too. Yeah. I saw Neighbors and I really enjoyed it. And yeah. Both of them are the really good. No, the trailer yeah. for Neighbors 2 was really bad. And I yeah, was like, I have yeah. no interest in seeing this. And I don't remember. I think there was a storm coming through or something. And I was like, fine, I'll just go sit in the theater. Um, it is surprisingly really well done. Hmm. So, yes, if you have not seen Neighbors and you just want to see a lot of Zac Efron without a shirt on. Okay. He's like the super muscular. I'm on Baywatch. It was before he's like, that. He's a little bit leaner. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think like his ambition is to be a Hollister model or something in the movie. I can't remember. Shut up. Worthy ambition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's on Hulu. Oh, is yes. it? Oh, fuck. I'm watching this tonight then. Um, At least the first one is. I didn't look up the second one. Yeah. Yeah, they're both on my Netflix. So, <laughs> Ooh. To bring it back to our book, have either of you seen the show Dead Like Me? No. Uh, no. No, I have not. It was, uh, I don't remember if it was Stars or if it was Showtime. Um, Mandy Pinkin? 
Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin, hmm. thank you. I was like, I know I'm not saying the last name right. He was in it. Um, I heard he was a, really good in it too and won a bunch of awards, maybe? Maybe. I, I feel like it did win something. Um, it has. He was nominated. It doesn't end well, and then the movie is really bad, just a heads up. But oh. is about a girl named George. She dies in the first episode where a flaming toilet from the space station falls from the sky and kills her. It's it is a disrespectful death. <laughs> it is a very disrespectful death. And so uh, rude. she becomes a reaper. And mm. um, basically, if you... Oh, I can't remember. There's a reason why people become reapers. Not everybody becomes one. Um, I think it's like if you didn't fulfill or if you unresolved or if you just like didn't do anything enough in life to know if you're good or bad or something like that. I can't remember. Um, you become a reaper. And so it's a show about a group of reapers that also have to get real jobs. And they meet up at this like fake waffle house every morning that has like, and that they have the same waitress who like kind of knows something's up, but doesn't quite ask questions. And uh, it's a, it, this book reminded me a lot of that, of like death having to get a normal job, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. still do death things. Uh, I like Mandy thinking, um, I remember seeing him show up in, is it, uh, it's Homeland. Yeah, he's he's one of the main guys in Homeland. Yeah, and it taking me something like fifteen episodes to connect him to the Princess Bride, and you're like, no, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> can't, no, can't be. And then it is. What's weird is he went from Criminal Minds to Homeland, and he talked about how like brutal Criminal Minds was, and that's why he left. But hmm. Homeland to me doesn't seem much better. I don't know. It's a lot. We're so yeah. off track. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Maybe we should go to what are we reading? Since I just we dropped could. my next book. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's anything else from this one that we haven't talked about that we really want to talk um, about. I just want to say that it's absolutely brilliant and you should all read it. And if you don't find it funny, you won't find the rest of them funny either. I promise and I'll that's give okay. more a try. It's it, Megan. It's perfectly fine. It, it's not. It's not for everybody. Like some people are, you know, they they don't like Shit's Creek and they don't like Terry Pratchett. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Megan. I enjoyed it. It just, I think, is me during this time period. I just shut up, Ollie. <laughs> I still think Waylander Two is the best book you've done on the podcast. So, <laughs> so my, I don't know. My... I I do have to say that Pines. Um, mm. I had come up the other day the discussion of the ripped abs and pines. <laughs> and oh I my think, god! Um, between that book and the the one you just mentioned, Dolly, yes, yes, <laughs> those are very good. <laughs> yeah, listen, ripped abs are very important. I'm sorry, I just like. It, of all things to talk about when there's a monster attacking you is not the fact that he has ripped abs. I just can't. It's been a year. It's been a year, guys. And I still am not. It was that one line. <laughs> that I, Megan, do you remember you took a photograph of that and sent it to me? I did, Yeah, it just recently came up in my Facebook memories. And I still, again, was like, man, I'm still annoyed by this. Yeah. This ripped torso. Oh, those ripped oh. abs cut through that thin layer of fat but didn't hurt the abs. Thin layer of fat. <laughs> I can't. Uh, that's somebody who could, so... who could finish out Game of Thrones as well. Yes, 
I've actually read more sure. of his stuff. It's uh, I'm actually there's a list of books that I have that I need to that I didn't write book reviews from, and these are all from January and or like that I've read since January. And honestly, half of these books, I'm like, oh, it feels like I read that ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> recursion by Blake Crouch being one of those books. So. Yeah, I didn't read any more, except for like the rest of the Pine series. I, didn't, I haven't read any more. You know what? Stuff. I still have Dark Matter to send to you. I still have a few mm. things from BookCon last year that I had to send to you. So <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. I'll get them in the mail also, at some point. Yeah. I also realized we totally, or I totally skipped. Did you read what you said oh, you were yeah. going to read last time? And it was personally because, spoiler alert, I did not read anything else. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not read Unstoppable Wasp, but I did take weird um comfort in rereading the newsflash series i'm back in book three so i read the first two books in between um which i read these last september and i probably talked about them because i loved them but it is by mira grant it is it's a trilogy and then there's a bunch of short stories um and like a side series i think i haven't read the side series um it is about 25 years after a zombie apocalypse and it is about um, these journalists going on the political campaign with the up-and-coming guy who um, for president on uh, the presidential election. And I remember reading them in September and thinking that some of the stuff was just so ridiculous. And like the zombies are caused because some one person created the cure for the common cold and one person created the cure for cancer. And when they combined, it caused zombies. And because of this, every time someone leaves their house to come back in, they have to have a blood test. That blood test is registered with the CDC as positive or negative. Um, If they're outside for an extended period of time, they have to have a decontamination shower, which includes bleach. Megan, this feels a little bit too. That was the thing. I was literally just going to be like, you read that now. Like, (laughs) Something about it seems so insane in September that I'm reading it now. And I'm like, no, all of this feels like it could be just around the corner, especially if fucking zombies suddenly start appearing. And I guess there's something comforting about the fact that these books take place 25 years after an outbreak that I can. And the fact that I've read them before, so I know how it ends and everything um, that I can read them and just kind of like take comfort in them i don't know it's been very weird but they're about the only book that i can sit down and be like all right i don't have to read this and i can focus on this so okay uh yeah (laughs) if you want an outbreak story that has you going oh okay cool that's a little real so (laughs) i don't know it's great Outbreak the movie was one of it's not anymore, but like a couple weeks ago, it was like in the top ten on Netflix, yes. and I was like, oh maybe, and then I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't watch this, I can't play, even though they do find a vaccine, they come up with a cure, it's yeah. fine. Sorry for anyone who hasn't seen it, but like I can't right now, and I can't play the game Pandemic because I played it once or yep. a couple times and lost every time. So <laughs> yeah, Pandemic is really hard to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also can't do uh, I Am Legend because Mm-mm. they keep Mm-mm. talking about rushing this cure and I'm just like mm. mm-hmm. and also you get really angry about how the bloody movie is 
so much worse than the book. Yeah, and they killed a dog. I don't like dog death. Yeah. 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 Samantha. I was considering rewatching like at least the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. Oh yeah. Um, but then I'm like, mm, maybe I don't know. It's it's like those eerie shots of seeing empty city streets because there's no one around. It's that's very now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll just stick with Shit's Creek and Community. Yes, even exactly. Seen both of them. <laughs> opinion about Walking Dead is it peaks at the end of the first episode. <laughs> like literally, the end of the first episode he's trapped under the tank I think it is and they're playing Space Junk by Wang Chung over the top mm. and it's the most perfect piece of music to go with that scene because obviously Space Junk has nothing to do with it but the, the way the music kicks in and it's it's such a desperate like this guy is going to die and like, that's what Space Junk is like and I was like going I don't really feel the need to watch anymore. Okay, this. Like, it's not going to get better than it does right now. And then the second episode starts with somebody riding up on a horse and saving him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's where this show is gone. Steven Yoon shows up, I yes. think, in the second episode. And he's he is one of my favorite people in the entire world. So, yeah. yeah. At least Loved watch him. him to show up. He's so pretty. He is <laughs> very pretty, which is part of why I stopped watching eventually is when some things happen yeah. <laughs> to his oh. character. <laughs> It was years. Like, I gave the show some time, and then I just was like, I don't... And Because Jeffrey Dean Morgan comes on the show, and oh, I find wow. him incredibly attractive, too. But I was like, I can't stick around for this. I'm just annoyed with how they did this whole thing and his character, Steven's character. And I was just like, I'm done. And if that was years ago, and it's still going. Uh, CBS All Access, he is in an episode of Twilight Zone. Mm. He plays Jeffrey a, Dean Morgan? Yes. No, uh, Steven. Uh, he plays yeah. a really creepy character, and I really appreciate yeah. it. Okay. No, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, I watched Supernatural for him. I'm good. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in. P.S. I love you. As yes, he is. Uh, They're making a sequel a to that. Little fling. Yeah. Well, she wrote. She wrote a sequel to the book. Um. So it's. I'm not going to say I've read it. I've totally read it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really good. It's actually. It's. It's a better overall story than the first one. Interesting. Okay. I'm not so I could see them making a, a good a good fist of the book or a good fist of the uh, of it if they turn it into a movie. I can it it would hang together better than the first one. Okay, cool. Right. He's a very very bad Irish man though. Just oh. <laughs> as is Jared Butler. Yeah, that was some interesting choices they mm. made because there are some very attractive Irish actors that they could have easily picked from. Well, no, they're they're both very attractive dudes. They it's are, just... but it's not like yeah. you know. There aren't attractive Irish I'm actors. Jared Butler from Ireland. <laughs> I mean, he's fine looking. I like Jared Butler. Mm, he's fine. But when I think, I just think of Colin Farrell because I, I have had a crush on him since he first came. I watched that damn Daredevil movie because of him. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> Colin is in this. And he's got his he's, actual uh, accent, I believe, in that. So, yeah. I'm yes. delighted that I um They've, they've realized that he doesn't make a good leading man, so they're letting him do interesting stuff. And his last few movies have been brilliant. Did you yeah, not enjoy I'll Phone Booth? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to tell her. I really like Phone Booth. I enjoyed it because it's got Colin Farrell in it. I was just like, yes, I want, I've seen that movie many booth, times. What more do you need? And it was a nice red shirt um, on. You get to see his Willy in Tigerland. I haven't seen Tigerland. Not either. Oh, so now I'm gonna add that it. to it's the there. list. 
It's just like he's standing there. Now, like, is this like you can mm, see Ben Affleck's uh, penis in no, Gone no, Girl? No, and no, it's no, like. This is, <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> this is an actual full on. Okay. Scene of sexual encounter. Hmm. Okay, Tigerland. Go on. Okay. okay. It's also a really good movie. Okay. I'm down for any penis shots. It's fine. <laughs> I'll say it. Isolation. He's also enjoyable. <laughs> yes. He was also enjoyable in American Outlaws. Yes. Yes, he's good in that. He's, I he's, don't he's, know he's good in most things. He's, yeah. he's like it. I watched um I watched a remake of Total Recall recently. I haven't seen and that one. uh I enjoyed it. Okay. Mm. I mean people were keep comparing it to the the one in eighties and as a fan of eighties action movies, I really think the people who say it's not as good should go back and watch <laughs> Total Recall from the eighties again because Nostalgia that movie is, is mm. Yeah. Um yeah. Cool. Hey, what are you gonna read next, Stephanie? Uh, let's hope that I actually read it. It's what I picked out to... Cause, okay, so my sister did get me a few novels and then a graphic novel called Afar. Um, I have no idea what it's about, but it has a really pretty cover that I can at least show you guys. <gasps> That's really pretty. Uh, blue, oh, pretty. She's gorgeous. Really um, curly hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a graphic novel. I can fit this in in the next two weeks. And then did not. So that's what I'm going to read <laughs> for <laughs> next time. Uh, Megan, do you know what you're going to read that's not for the podcast? Um, I'm just going to cave and say 2020 is a year that I'm just going to have to stick with audiobooks for as much as possible. Because uh, I usually try to balance reading actual physical books versus audiobooks. Um, and I just can't bring myself to focus on regular books for the most part. So um, N.K. Jemison just came out with The City We Became and like two weeks ago. And I couldn't find it on my... Uh, uh, Libro account and had a moment of panic but it's because I accidentally gifted it to myself. It's a very weird thing. Anyways it's officially <laughs> on my Libro account um, so I'm going to do that one and I'm also have Can't Escape Love by Alyssa Cole um, which is part of her um, Reluctant Royal series. It's the sister from wait you did you read more than just the first one? We uh, we read the first two. We did read the first two. Okay, so, so I only sister. read those two. Oh, Portia's okay. So everybody story. everybody's yeah. getting royalty for a partner. Um, this is what's yeah, happening. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure if she is. I just know it is a novella in that series. Okay, so, where she finds love. So um, nice. I'm gonna maybe give a little bit of romance a try and see if that helps my brain a little bit. But I'm really, really, I've like. This N.K. Jemison book, since it was announced, I've like really been excited for it. So nice. I I read my first N.K. Jemison uh, this year, and I enjoyed it. It's really well written, and I couldn't shake the fact that I wasn't meant to enjoy it. It's it's weird. Wait, what? It's like, like I no. I obviously she she wrote it to be right, but as a white straight guy reading that book, I was like. I don't think this is written for me and it's like perfectly fine. It's not like different people. No, no, but that's what I mean. It's like, (laughs) I'm enjoying it a lot, but I don't know if somebody who fits my description should be enjoying it as much as I am, if that makes sense. But, but as a fan of fantasy, 
it's superior written fantasy it's she's an amazing writer which so. one did you read the broken earth trilogy or i read the first book of the inheritance <gasps> that's series. what we read yeah, that's what we read yeah. and then i went on and read the next two because my boyfriend surprised me with the next two books so i kept talking about the first one <laughs> oh, i got i bought them as a trilogy so the other two nice. are sitting over there and i just I've, I've decided to not read series in one go anymore i'm gonna try and okay because i used to sit down and go mm-hmm. doing a series read the full series and then won't stop but now i'm trying to go book by book with different things so i don't end up getting into a hole of i am only going to talk about game of thrones for the next <laughs> month <laughs> yeah i think it's really uh interesting that you put it that way because you're right I, it is not necessarily written for a cis hetero white male you know which is what most fantasy is written for Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and um, it is really enjoyable to read fantasy that's not geared towards that. And uh, I'm really, really excited for this book. And yeah, to read more of her stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's legitimately brilliant. I oh yeah. I don't know why I've put it off. I don't know why I put it off. It's because I am a fantasy reader, which means that I'm so used to books being written for me. <laughs> That the idea of reading something that isn't geared... I mean, most fantasy might as well be like, for you, Ollie, I've written another book. Thank you, bearded old man. I accept this book you have written for me. Can I picture myself as the main... Oh, I can. Several of the main characters I am, yes. That's valid. That is very valid. What are you reading next, Ollie? Yeah. Uh, Right, because... Because I read this book um reaper man uh and i still had my copy from back in the, the early 90s it was sitting beside because i did this thing for a long time where i just put books in the order i read them and the next book that i had read after this was citizen of the galaxy by robert heinlein and it was sitting beside reaper man okay in the thing so i went okay i'm gonna read citizen of the galaxy so it's li- literally sitting right th- well i was gonna say sitting right here but it fell <laughs> so it's sitting on the ground beside me um and i'm going to finish i started reading the the witcher series by um sapkowski and uh i i know he has a lot of fans guy's a hack he's a bad writer not a good writer and i understand that he wrote it in polish and that there could be some translation issues but it they're, they're bad they, they're bad guys I you were don't talk about how henry cavill is a hacking oh henry cavill is a very attractive uh and excellently cast Geralt of rivia but oh the books just do not put in the time guys <laughs> by the time you get the book five like i'm at the minute you'll be like what a waste this has been. Oh, no. Oh, I could have been reading any number of better books by better writers. And I, I suppose not everybody has the same. If I start a series, I'm going to finish it eventually kind of mindset. But I would legitimately that. want I would legitimately want to stop if it wasn't for the fact that I can't. What does the 1991 cover of Reaper Man look like? The 1991 cover of Reaper Man is him sitting under a tree with the little girl um little ludmilla kicks and he's just playing with her hair hmm. while she's just kind of eating an apple i think nice i'm trying to see if that's what this cover is because this cover is really hard to see is he wearing overalls 
He's wearing overalls. Okay, then that is the cover I so have too. So he's as Bill Dory. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's lovely. They, all of the earlier ones were drawn by the same artist. Okay. And he's just delightfully bizarre. Um, and the more details, the more you look into it, the more details and little in-jokes from the series you'll see in the, in the covers. What was oh. your cover, Stephanie? My cover has Reaper, like with the scythe and everything, in a snow globe. Okay, yeah, that's the one that was on yeah. Goodreads. Yeah. And I think that's the one yeah. I had on the ebook. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, my nerdiness going to come in. I think that's the 2006 reissues. Okay. <laughs> yes, they came out, um, the BBC did a version of the Hogfowler, and then they reissued all of the Pratchett novels just after okay. that. Okay. So. Yeah, we didn't talk anything about those snow globes. <laughs> You know, I've never been a fan of snow gloves. I don't. I don't, no. yeah. I don't know too many people who are. So I think of snow gloves, and I think of that movie Unfaithful, because that is what Richard Gere oh, hit that guy oh, upside yes. the head with and killed him. He kills sexy Vincent Martin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smacks him right over the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Megan, when you were growing up in the deep south where it doesn't snow, did you uh, did you covet um, snow gloves? No, I don't understand the point of snow gloves. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no. I understand the point of snow globes. I don't understand <laughs> why they're so, like, I don't know. No. Uh, I will also say living in New York for four winters, five winters, however fucking many winters, we don't get enough <laughs> snow. It very much upsets me. You don't get enough snow in New York? I thought we got, like, there was lots of snow in this past year. I think we got yeah, maybe too. three inches. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It was a really mild winter. It was. As a kid up here, we definitely used to get way more snow. There was like a massive um, mm-hmm. sto- massive blizzard the year before I moved up here. Um, what year did you move up here? I moved up in 2015. So it was like oh, the yeah. January of 2015. Um, I remember Chicago. Because I remember calling. We had two co-workers. One moved to Chicago for his fiance, and one moved to New York mm. for his fiance, And both of them got stuck both of them from Georgia and they both got stuck with really awful winters. And I mm-hmm. remember laughing, not re- not being able to predict <laughs> the future that I would be moving to New York yep. 11 months later. Uh, there was once I got stuck in New York for an extra night. I think it was, it might be the one you, it was February of 20. It's like 2014 think or 2015. I think it was 2014. Yeah. It was, and I was, a ew, maybe this was 13 then. Cause I was still a state of Connecticut employee. Cause we had, I was going to take the Friday off because we were going down to New York. And then Monday was Washington's birthday, pres- some president, whatever. It was a holiday. <laughs> One of those guys and kind of important, I guess, whatever. Basically, like, I knew there was a blizzard coming. So I, like, I took my time off request back because if they said no essential, if they said non-essential state employees stay at home, then I wouldn't have to use my time. But if it was still like basically in the bucket, I'd still have to use it, even if the governor didn't have us go in. So I took it back. We were shut down that Friday. So let's come back Sunday. The train, like New York looked fine. Like the city looked fine. Yeah. The train tracks though, it was closed. Like we could not get out. So stayed an extra night, ran up a huge tab at a bar on Sunday. <laughs> Came <laughs> nice. back on Monday. Nice. Yep. I was off. I think we were closed a couple more days because of the snow. It was that bad in Connecticut. And then I think it was the other president's birthday and I had another day. It was insane. Lincoln's birthday. It's Washington. Yeah. Lincoln, I think. Better. 
Yeah. Yeah. We had a snow squall in December, which was really mm. cool because like I was wandering around the holiday market looking for, I think it was my stepdad for a Christmas present. And then it was like blue skies, blue skies, blue skies. And it was like someone had dumped a bucket of snow um, and it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we really had a mild winter. Yeah. Can I ask a really random question? Yeah. Are all of your bank holidays associated with presidents' no. birthdays or something like? Because in Ireland, if they want to give us a bank holiday, they'll just call it "This is the May bank holiday." Oh. This day coming up, this is the August bank holiday. Um, no, there's one back, no. back in the old days. It used to be religion related, but not. There's anymore. one associated with some. Martin Luther King. He was never president. Yeah, you know, not everyone gets that day out because some people no, are a bank holiday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. what I'm saying is, is it, are they all named after people? Like, um, like no, because you have Memorial Day. A, a comparison with this. Well, that is for people. Fourth of July. Like Memorial Day and Labor Day. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and mm-hmm. what's the one in September? Labor Day? Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. But those are all people related. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all people I just related. Find, yeah. I, just, I, I wonder sort. if it's just a naming convention, like as in they happen at the time of year where workers need a day off so we'll just say this bank holiday is to commemorate washington i mean i don't know how in ireland if it's a bank holiday does everybody shut down uh i counted as long as schools are closed then it's counted as like shops will still well yeah yeah sorry yeah but but yeah Yeah. but if a school is closed then it's considered a bank holiday. yeah not all bank holidays are like because we don't close for martin luther i don't close for president's day or martin luther king's day oh shit I get both of those. What? And then I said, I, I get both of those at the yeah. company I'm at now. And then we do have, it's Patriots Day in April. Okay. So I think it's Patriots Day in April is when the Boston Marathon is usually run. Okay. So we're closed because we're in Boston and they like, can't get anywhere. I'm yeah. assuming we still have that holiday, even though I'm assuming the marathon's not happening. Yeah. Marathons aren't happening. <laughs> but I am curious because like, so I was saw an article, I skimmed it. Um, because I was mid panic attack, but uh, I was reading that like I think New York is trying to cancel spring break, Passover, and Easter holidays for schools, and like making mm. kids go to online. Really? Yeah, because like my next holiday. So the last holiday I had was mm-hmm. uh, New Year's. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What? Now, to be fair, That's I insane. always take off. President's Day is always around my birthday, so I always take yeah, off President's Day. You shouldn't because... have to. You should just have it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But the last holiday I had technically for work was New Year's. Uh, the next one I get is this Friday for Good Friday. And you don't me, get Martin Luther King President's Day, nope. but you get Good Friday. Yep. I don't get Good Friday. <laughs> but it's fine because like those days, well, when I always do President's Day because it's around my birthday, but right. Martin Luther King, I don't know. They're usually quieter days, so I can usually get caught up with work and it's okay. Um, but yeah, we get Good Friday, which is not a common day off. Mm-mm. So I am well, curious I mean, if my company... It's the day they killed Jesus. Come on. I know, but like, <laughs> separation of church you and You have to state, celebrate. You know, all that stuff. And also, like, yeah. I don't fucking... I don't know. We're the only company I know that gets it off. And I'm like, part of me is like, if you send an email telling me that I don't get this Friday off, I think I actually will throw a fit. Um, because I need... Because you haven't had any holidays. No, and, like, I mean, I, my company, yeah, like... like and also... My company's... <laughs> They still want us to take time off. Like they are like, yes, you're home, but you're working, and you're so working as much me. as you yeah. can. But like, yeah, I have like two some weeks people... off now for Easter. Yeah, oh. well, um, you... and I'm working from home. Like I haven't been in in like a month. 
Yeah. And they're still like, you've got two weeks off. Yeah. Like, if okay. you, like, cause you still need the time and like to get away. Like they're encouraging us to still use our time off. Although, um, like time vacation doesn't roll over cause they want us to use it. So there is talk because of what's happening now. People aren't there. We're going to probably be able to move over one week into next year if we want to. Just so cause I can roll so over 10 days, weird. Mm-hmm. but I think I get 22. Now, granted, I did take, I, I went to Vegas. I've taken some vacation time and I took yeah. a longer around New Year's. So like personally, I've taken vacation time and everything's fine. I'm not particularly worried. Um, but also I want my well, fucking no, vacation. No, I days. feel bad, Megan. Thanks. I want my, family, <laughs> like, I want my fucking vacation day. Let me have an excuse so I can yeah. and have a day off. Please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Cause working from home is not a vacation. Like you're no, working from home and you're not commuting. You're yeah, still working not. though. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's some other stuff I'll say, but I'll say it off air. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I would say is I didn't realize how being in the house for an extra nine, 10 hours a day means that my house is progressively messier. Oh, even though I, I'm technically here to clean it. I'm like, wait, what? How much dust am I producing as a single <laughs> person here on my own? Like what is going on here? No, yeah. I'm like looking at my dishes and I'm like, how, how did I amass so many dishes? Cause I know I'm not cooking every night because I'm mm-hmm. still trying to support local businesses and stuff, but also like, how are there so many dishes? My, my friend, I just, just when you mentioned that, my friend told me yesterday he bought new cutlery cause he was just sick and tired of having to wash the other <laughs> Oh my God, that is such a new level of laziness. But also part of me is like, I need to find all my underwear that's around the house. Like, even if I don't do the rest of the laundry, just like, I need to clean. He <laughs> said, he said he was in the shop, he was in a, a supermarket and it was just like a set of cutlery there. And he was like, do you know what? If we have more forks, I don't have to wash the forks as often. So you bought like a whole set. Oh. Okay. Like, oh, dude, you lazy fuck. Like, I know I have more than like four of these. Like, I have more than one set somehow. My boyfriend has only one set, and I'm just like, how? You should, you should get another one. <laughs> but he also has a dishwasher, and I'm super oh jealous. I don't have a dishwasher anymore. I would kill for a dishwasher and like mm-hmm. an and a garbage disposal setup. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had a dishwasher since I got divorced. Mm. She got the dishwasher uh, and the to divorce? Do to my... No, she was doing all the dishes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> on that I can note. honestly make the same joke, though, because he definitely did more of the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's not true, by the way. That was 100% me just making a joke. Uh-huh. I did all the cleaning. So no, he definitely... Because my commute to work is an hour and a half, essentially, to get to more than... An, a little more than an hour and a half to get to work and then to get home. So I wasn't getting home until, like... 720. That's 715, 730. So. We should wrap this yes. up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what we forgot last week? What? That I put into the episode notes uh, just because I have a template for it, thank God. Uh, we forgot a book drink. So for we last did. week or last episode, I put red wine because of how much we talked about Love is Blind and because Love is Blind has caused the show to be a little bit late. So. <laughs> All that red wine Jessica was drinking had me wanting it, and I have gone through a few bottles. Yeah, that's not yeah. by myself, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so book drink so for are this. We're gonna one. do a, a book drink for Reaper yes. Month. Yeah, Ollie, give us a book drink. Oh, what on. do you got? Okay, so basically, when I read Reaper Man, I'm transported to 
like southern or midwest america like that's the kind of vibe they're trying to give you he's like out cutting corn he's just working on the farm he's a good old boy you know and i think then the the drink you should do with this is a mint julep um because number one (laughs) mint juleps are awesome and number two they just remind me of that part of america i have horses the derby thing (laughs) he has a horse All right, mint juleps. All right. Which I've only had one Mint juleps are awesome, guys. I I can't believe I slept on them for so long. And now I'm like, mojito, mint julep. There you go. Mm. Nice. All right. Ali, thank you so much for coming back. You're welcome here anytime. Yeah, anytime you guys are are stuck for a guest and you want somebody to come (laughs) and talk shit for approximately two hours and 20 minutes at this stage I'm always available and my closet is always empty we need to get you a boogie for your closet yes you need to shuffle so good just hanging there in the corner and be my only friend Yeah, you wouldn't be alone in the closet (laughs) keep you company I mean, he helped out. He essentially helped them get, like, the wizards get out and help save the day at the end there for them. He did. That is true. Mm -hmm. He's a good guy. Yes. Um, Anything you want to plug, Ollie? Where can people find Um, you? Yeah, I used to I used to do podcasts. You'll still find them. So I was on Best Acquaintances with my best friend Emily, and I did one called Media Evil with Sarah, who was on a couple of episodes ago, and um, where we talk about uh, medieval movies. And I make jokes while she explains all the history of it. And I trust me, you will learn stuff from listening to If Decker talk. Um, the other thing, mm-hmm. can I can I promote something that's not connected to me? Sure, uh, we'll allow it. Okay, I. I started watching a YouTube video by somebody called Murphy Napier, I think her name is, but she goes through the entire Harry Potter series just in this one episode or one edition of a show and she goes through every scene that Snape is in and then discusses the character of Snape. Interesting. Um, So if you just look it up, it's like a breakdown of Snape murphy napier is the name of thing and her conclusion at the end is not my conclusion with snape but when you listen to all of the descriptions she does and as i said she's taken every single scene chronologically so not the way they were written in the book so obviously the stuff about the backstory with um i was gonna say harry's mom i nearly called her erin but lily (laughs) right so she goes through all the stuff with lily uh, and all of that, and then when you take it all in context, you might have a slightly different opinion of Snape. Now, I still won't hate him, but a lot of people who love him <laughs> might come to a slightly different conclusion based on the thing. So, if you want to look up that video, it's like fifty-five minutes long, but it's she's a really good speaker, and she did a lot of research for this. And okay, she, yeah, I recommend. Interesting. It. Okay. Might have to check that out. <laughs> Screw you, Snape. I hate you. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always hate him. <sighs> Megan, where can people find you? You can find me at my blog, uh, which is medgriffin.com. Uh, from there, you can find all podcasts that I've been on uh, and some samples of my writing and the books that I'm reading. And someday I'll actually update it with my 2020 stuff. Someday. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll have the brain power or the ability to sit at my computer and not think about work. Um, mm. It'll be a fantastic day when that happens. Uh, and, and the scarf that I've been working on while we were recording, I will post pictures of because I don't post yes. enough pictures of my um, crocheting and knitting. So I will post pictures of that. It's a beautiful scarf. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is for mm-hmm. uh, my stepdad's girlfriend. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Stephanie? Uh, you can find me here and you can find us at JVC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And there's also the Facebook page, a fabulous I don't know. It's handbook basically defunct, of, but it, yeah. Yeah. So we'll just go with the JVC Yeah, just go with JVC. <laughs> on all the rest of the social media. Um, and you can join us here in two weeks next or, or the next episode's challenge is a novelization of a TV show or audio drama. We went with TV show. Went with Veronica Mars, so we will be reading Veronica Mars, an original mystery by Todd Brahmas, The Thousand Dollar Tan Line. Dun, dun, dun. And hopefully within the next two weeks, I will watch some Veronica Mars because I have not really. <laughs> I think it's if you don't get to it, neither of us yeah. are going to think any less of you because yes. I, am, I am also really curious how it holds up against for someone who hasn't watched any of this. Okay, shows. so maybe I will do that and yeah. then go back to Veronica Mars after. And we won't be having another frequent guest, another favorite. Tim Lowe will be back. I swear, we need to get Tim and Ali on at the same time. You know what? I'm actually cool with that. I will start a group chat and we will yeah. discuss it because it's like, what else are we doing? So I, I met Tim while we played Jackbox for yes. the first time nice. recently. And uh, and we flirted up a storm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. yes. Making we have some not connections played uh, Monster Seeking Monster since. Which is very unfortunate. However, uh, Tim has a tendency to kill me in murder trivia parties. Okay. So, um, there's some rough feelings we got to work out there. Mm -hmm. I was getting so annoyed at Monster Seeking Monster. (laughs) Don't people understand the concept of the game is to win? Oh, I mean, Alex told me that my supervillain take makes sense because I was such a bitch at Monster Seeking Monster because I would go around being like, do you want to seek an alliance? And then I would like totally double cross people. It makes perfect sense, Megan Griffin. Or should I say Joffrey Griffin? Mm -hmm. Or Bellatrix. Either one. Britta. I'll take Britta. Oh, Britta. Britta's not a double crosser, though. No. She fights the good fight for everyone. She's just annoying. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the one one episode that I watched where Troy's like, you're the AT&T of people. (laughs) (laughs) Troy's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Troy and Abed in the so morning. Good. Yes. So good. So good. <laughs> All you oh. gotta watch community. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just finished. The oh, that's first right. Season. That's right. Yes. Okay, let's end this podcast going. so we can yes. keep talking about community okay. yes. and so you can take so. the personality test. Yes. So, Ali, thank you again for coming on. Come back anytime. Absolute pleasure. With or without, without Tim, either way. <laughs> but I would love to see the both of you on at the same time. Um, and yeah, join us in two weeks for the $1,000 tan line. And in the meantime, Keep supporting your local libraries as best as you can right now. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Yes, and stay safe.